Hello, this is Grace Hayes, and you're listening to Up in the Mix. Welcome to the 100th episode of Up of the Mix, coming to you hot and live from various locations around the Reno area. This is Sean, aka The Truth, aka The Super Nicest, aka The Narmister R, aka Not the Black Dude You Thought I Was. This is uh, Caesar, aka De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto, Captain Kulo, Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local also, that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. <laughs> How the fuck did he get here? Hey, Lumber, they're the Hanta, the Habitual Line Crosser, the Honey Badger, the fucking Babysitter, the Babysitter, the Baby Whisperer, and Track Suit Poppy. <laughs> and we've got a super, super crazy episode for you guys this week. Uh, for our 100th episode, we are interviewing half a dozen former guests to catch up and see where they are, what they're doing. Uh, so we'll be doing a series of short interviews. We're also launching our, our YouTube channel. So check us out on YouTube at Up in the Mix. And, uh, you know, we're available on all streaming platforms. We're on Twitter at Up in the Mix. Live. Like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're making moves here. We're, we're ev- everywhere. We're everywhere <laughs> you are, plus more. Because so, we in the streets. To start us off, uh, we have two returning guests Postway in Orlando. They've been on the show before. Orlando, you can check check him out. He's been on twice. He was on episode forty, American Spirit, and he was on in season two, episode thirteen. And then Sway was on season two, episode thirty-five, as part of the Peavine Prophets. But well, welcome yep. the Peanut Brother, the Peanut Brother and Jam Brothers to the show. <laughs> welcome, guys. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank, well, thank you for having us. Solid <laughs> the Hammer Brothers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah tell us about this name and the, the new show you guys have on k-wing yeah sounds awesome i like it nice yeah. and so go. tell us where did the where did the idea for the uh for that show come from yeah what happened like how did it spark up that you guys want to do the show also pretty much Josue hit me up he's like hey man you want to do a show and i was like well i don't know man i was like yeah sounds kind of cool then he and then um i was like hey man you should probably tell me more about what this like <laughs> commitment is gonna be and he's kind of like dude you already committed to it so yeah we were like we're chilling we're chilling by the river and we're just like going through ideas and stuff what do we have we have some ideas man's like, like brown and loud revolutionary voices um decolonized minds all this stuff and we're like man like we're gonna talk about some shit but i still wanted to be like something that more people will feel inclined to like hop into because i feel we make it sound like too like political or some people like ah, i don't know about that i don't know what that is but just, you know peanut brothers and jams we we some nutty motherfuckers but we listen to some dope <laughs> shit <laughs> <Straight up. laughs> that's good that's yeah, good yeah. but yeah it was just like you know the whole thing with the covid and all that stuff it was like 
kind of hard to be active right now, mm-hmm. you know, and we're, I'm always trying to do community stuff. You know, we were both volunteering together already, and it's like it was an opportunity to just say some meaningful things on the radio, you know what I mean, and share with our people. So we felt like music is that kind of common denominator across all people yeah. where we could just kind of analyze it and let it speak for itself, but then also add our own our own stories into it, you know, and just try to speak for our community through these times, you know. So that was kind of the main the main goal of it all, I guess. Or that's what I thought. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. So, and you guys just, you know, I've listened to the show. First of all, it mm-hmm. comes on Thursday nights fr- from 9 to 11, correct? That's uh, right. Uh, 9 to 10.30 in the last 30 minutes is actually uh, old brother uh, Ruby comes on and plays some, like, ambient, dope, like, instrumentals and stuff like that. Okay. Gotcha. Nice. And you yeah, guys so record- he's still, like, part of the club, but he's a... Uh, He's like his own section, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he pre-records his part, and then, uh, and yeah, it's like the last 30 of our show. Because we become heavy hitters, then it's like, all right, it's going to mellow you guys out and, you know, get a little cuddle in and just <laughs> ease it up <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> and you guys are recording this yeah. live every week from the studio, the K-Week studio? Uh, yeah, we actually did the very first two shows. The Like we pre-recorded it. And then on the third one, we went in, pre-recorded it, and then like um an hour maybe before we were supposed to go, uh, before we were supposed to play, Tom hit us up. He's like, "Yo, the file got corrupted, didn't work, all this." So like, we can either play last week's or y'all could come in. We're like, "Fuck it, like let's send it." Like, I'm like, "No, nah, dude, we already did last week. We got it. Like, let's go." And then we did it live, and it just, it just felt right. So we just continued it going and kept it going. Like, dude, let's just do it live every single time. Yeah, it was it was kind of hard. Like when we were pre-recording, like we were like, "Nah, we could do better than that." And then we kept recording, going uh, back, and it was just like, "Nah." Thing. Once we did it live, we were like, "Yo, that's that's just how it has to be." You know what I mean? It's like it's a different type of freedom. It's, it's like kind of scary, but at the same time, it's like I think I like I like just being in the heat of the moment. Yeah. You know, I like that. I like that more. Yeah. We both decided on it. Like, fuck it, let's do it like that. So. That's where we're at. Now that, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, you guys have guests too? Uh, we've had three. Oh, three? We had Rube. Uh-huh. Rube came on. Did one. What did you? What was the episode you did with Rube? It was about music uh, and the healing nature of it, right? Yeah, yeah. We did one on like music is therapy. Yeah. And then uh, we had Lydia on. We had Lydia on. Oh, just we had Brian last week. on too. Yeah, with Lydia, I just did one. Two days ago on Thursday about uh, civil engagement, mobilization, and protest, and she's a professor here at um, UNR. She she teaches like Latin studies and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she, that was a great show. I love that one. And then uh, a couple weeks back, we had our homeboy uh, Brian Melendez come on, and I think you Coffee tuned in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Shout out to Lydia. She's on the Holland board with me. Amazing woman. Yeah, she is doing great yeah, in the community. Yeah, I love that everyone's all interconnected, working with one another to kind of just, you know, put on for the city. I love that. So uh, mm-hmm. tell us about this new organization you guys are starting. Yeah, uh, you exactly. You sent out the information this week. Oh, but Ignite? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, just so, what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Let's go. So like, so like back like a couple of years ago, Sway, he like came upon an opportunity from one of his old students that was part of um 
that was inside of this uh, adult, adolescent, adolescent treatment center. Yeah, adolescent treatment center. Asked him to help him with a play, for like a like a winter type play, a winter break type play, and um, he ended up coming through and he hit he hit me up and hit a bunch of people up. Yeah. A bunch of us ended up going through there and like working with these young people, getting this play going, and then um, and then afterwards, we wanted to keep coming back. So then we started going back to that place and volunteering like kind of steadily, and we started just um, using art, music, and poetry movement, movement, yeah, yeah written word, yeah. yeah, like um, we started using all of these kind of as a way to help these help these young people like deal with like trauma and try to like um, would just build a community, you know what I mean? And then so like when this COVID hit. It kind of put the brakes on everything. So then, like right now, we're we're in a we're in the midst of like trying to start our own. Well, not even trying to. It's happening. It's happening. We're yeah, it's happening. We're like we're, we're like starting it on our own now. We're not we're not working through the treatment center no more. We're getting uh we're getting a different space through the Holland, and we're gonna be um offering services to our community. You know what I mean? Like things that we think need to be done. So we're gonna be doing some things right now, like uh the uh. Via like Zoom, so, yeah, like, Zoom yeah, social on media. Uh, weekly, we're going to be having um, uh, classes where, like, all I'm going to be teaching art or poetry. I'm going to be teaching, like, spin raps, uh, the homeboy Enigma, even possibly the homie Dad's Wax are going to come in, show them, like, just about music and beat pads and all that. Uh, got Carice doing something with, like, movement and meditation. Her sister's going to be doing a dance one. Lassie's probably going to do art. We're going to do some art. Hall is going to come in and do some nutrition. We're just providing them with, like, all these different, like, outlets for them so they're able to kind of, you know, take whatever they have within them and, you know, ignite that passion and all that. And, yeah, have them just output everything that they have within so they can better themselves and the community and those around them. And, uh, yeah, we're going to start that up in, uh, like, November. So keep an eye out for that. And then um, another thing we're going to be doing is starting, I think, next year, like, around March when it kind of starts to warm up. We're going to be having a monthly art in the park where they're going to be able to come to like several different parts and like low income like communities around Reno where they can come with their families, do some art, maybe learn a little bit about yoga, do some meditations, do some poetry over here. Like just, you know, pretty much bringing a lot of everything to the people and all that. Yeah, pretty much saw like, pretty much saw a need, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of affluent communities that have access to arts. You know what I mean? Our people are creators. You know, we kind of forget that, and we don't get that kind of support um, as easily. So it's like, so we wanted to go and just be like, screw it. So we were just doing this. We were just doing stuff for free, like on the beginning, like on the fly, like not even for free. We were investing our own money into going and doing this, and so now we're gonna get some uh, some grant money and stuff, and we're trying to fundraise, get more access to. Um, to be able to just provide a better service, you know what I mean. But I, I was fortunate, like having some good art teachers back in the day that helped me, helped me get to um, understandings of myself, uh, as life, as life, but also like to move forward, you know, see, see you about you know, and and so this us just putting it forward and doing our part right now, you know. So it's good, though. We got good people, good people on board. Great people on board, man. I love our team, bro. Yeah. So. So yeah, we're excited. I'm excited to get back on it. You know, yeah. get back on it against our help with some, some kids and stuff again. So yeah, so as of now we got a fundraise we're trying to raise the uh, seven thousand five hundred bucks. Last time I think we were at G. Mm -hmm. And um 
thing. This is like a certain number you can text. I got a final before the end of this little segment right here. I can send y'all guys to provide a link or something. And yeah, we're just going to provide um, all the money that we raise is going to be used just to buy like, art supplies. So when we start getting these online classes going, we'll let them know the week before what we're going to do, who's down, and then we're going to go make little art boxes and then deliver them to everybody's household or whatever materials they might need. So yeah, that everything gets going right back to the yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah, so kids will be able to sign up for the classes yeah. ahead of time, and then you got they can go and get an actual art box that you guys created, and then do the class along with you. Is that how it's gonna go? So, so the I was what I was asking is so you guys will make art kits for the kids who they can pick them up ahead of time or get delivered to them. So yeah. when they take the class, they can follow along and do what you guys are doing via via Zoom. Yes, sir. Yeah. That is amazing. That's awesome. Especially with so many kids on distance ed and not in the classroom and they can't, you know, there's not that much art anyway mm -hmm. in school. So yeah, yeah. I was going to cutting a lot of art man, here in the city. I was going to say they're, they're doing a lot better than the, than the school district and helping kids out. <laughs> straight up, straight up. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing about like, just, just life is it's like, you can you can point out like who's supposed to be doing it or you could just do it now you know what i mean and mm -hmm. it's like shit like this like it's like when you love somebody you just do what you got to do you yeah. know what i mean and i think like that's just that's just how we got to roll right now because it's like fuck or else shit ain't gonna get done no one's yeah. gonna no, you one, know? no one's gonna do it for us yeah know. especially especially us like mm -hmm. you know us our skin tones like people like us yeah we gotta understand that ain't people gonna come and save us mm -hmm. you know so we gotta we gotta do our part for our community you know we gotta show up definitely we gotta be those people because or else it ain't shit gonna happen <laughs> you right. know and that's, that's right. just the way it is so true i feel uh i feel uh it's revolutionary you know what i mean but revolutions always come from a place of love you mm -hmm. know and people forget that you mm -hmm. know so we want to we want to solve a lot of these problems that we see in our community before they before they happen you know mm -hmm. offering these tools you know i don't know honestly for myself i just like to keep it real with the kids and just be like look shit's bleak and we're gonna have to get out of this shit ourselves you know oh. we were working at the at the treatment center and some of the kids would tell me some stuff and it was like really frustrating because you're limited to how much you can help somebody you know and um but i was just I don't know. I just keep it real with the kids, dude. <laughs> just be like, look, like places, cause, cause they were at a treatment center, and this treatment center was borderline a freaking jail, yeah. you know. And not to knock it or anything, but it was like borderline like a jail. And I was telling the kids, I was like, yo, like these places are made to prepare you for prison. You know what I mean? These places ain't here to rehabilitate you. These places are here to get you used to being in places like this. Mm -hmm. You know, when you got to get yourself out of here. You're going to have to be the one, you know, and life's unfair, you know, and you got to just try to do things that have the consequences that you want, not the consequences you don't want. So like by creating art and music and poetry, it's like, dude, these kids got justified anger. A lot of people got a lot of people are walking around with trauma. A lot of people are walking around with a lot of things that make them make decisions that hurt them, you know, but it's like right. we can turn things into beauty. You know, I'm a gardener. So it's like I'm used to like taking shit 
and turning it into <laughs> soil and flowers. You know what I mean? And I'm an artist and I'm used to doing that with my emotions and mm -hmm. my experiences. So it's like I feel like that's empowering to give to somebody, to give that gift because we can't walk this life with people. You know what I mean? And we can't walk it forward and they got to they gotta do it on their own. You know, but you can help somebody understand a good way to walk. You know, so then that you get to where you want to be, you know, and mm -hmm. so that's I don't know. That's that's where I'm coming from. You know what I mean? That's that's what I believe in, you know. Yeah. Showing, but, them, um, showing them a different path than what society has shown them, you know, especially with people of color like us. We're shown like one way and this is the only way that we can do things. You guys are helping, you know, like giving them options to walk other ways. Yeah. And it's like and you can do it and be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing, too, is it's like we don't got to conform to no to like nothing. Exactly. We just got to be who we are, just, you know, we're yourself. Yeah, Fall. we're creators, you know, and like we can do that. And that could be our power. You know, like we don't need to be all institutionalized. We don't need to be like what they tell us we are. Exactly. You know, we don't got to be ugly mm -hmm. and we don't got to be conformed. And that's how we're beautiful. No, we're beautiful as we are, Fall. you know, but we're, 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 we, have more, we have more strength when we understand it, mm -hmm. you know. And that's and what that's I not, want. It's know. tough, you know, like especially, you know, Josue, you're a teacher. You see how these kids are, are pressured to conform and, you know, they don't have a lot of belief in who they are and, and what they, especially if they're poor, if they're brown mm -hmm. or black, like they, there's not a lot of value placed on their perspective. So how does that uh, motivate you to, uh, to do what you're doing? Uh, motivates me just like due to the fact that I mean growing up I was those kids like currently I'm teaching at the school I went to middle school at and I thought my only outlet was to like join a gang get in with some like hoodlum ass cats but that ended up not happening I ended up taking up skateboarding instead and then I started doing art and I started writing and I started looking for all these other outlets because I felt what ended up happening is a uh, I just wanted to belong to something. I wanted to be a part of something bigger than myself. And um, at first, I thought that was going to be like the gang life and stuff. But luckily, like last minute, I checked myself or something. I feel like a higher spit or something, like straight checking, like, yo, what are you doing? Because I was like about to get jumped in. And then they were like, you're next. And some hemis like, you need to go right now. And I ended up just turning around and booking it. And I know a lot of the kids, especially some of the ones I talked to, they're they're getting into it or they're like slowly like drifting to that direction. I'm trying to get them away from that because I know what it was like to not have anybody there to validate like my feelings or who I was as a person. And I kind of just needed to figure that out for myself. So I'm there to kind of just be like that guiding light for all these kids. Actually, like recently I had uh, some like old students of mine reach out as well. One of them just started up like he's starting up a clothing line called like Third Eye Clothing. And he used to be like an artist and he raps and stuff. I have another student who, uh, uh, I guess he just did a recent homework assignment and it was like a slam poetry. He's like, yo, like I got like a hundred percent, like everyone was clapping. Everyone was so fucking stuff for what I had to say. And he's like, it's because of you, man. Like you were able to like kind of inspire us and let us know that there isn't just like this one way to be about it. Like we really got to be true to ourselves because it's important, man. A lot of the times people just pick up on like what they see, especially at such a young age They pick up like all that, like, hood ass culture and shit like yeah man i'm over here i'm sipping lean i'm gonna bust a gat i'm gonna fuck everything that moves like no nah, i'm like that ain't you like first off you're 12 you ain't doing none of that like quit running you know <laughs> like yo who are you like who, who are you like what how, how are you feeling like tell me about your life man like that's the beautiful thing about like written words that could be expressed 
what life is or what you want life to be. Like you can talk about the good or the bad, you know, the words that people speak are very powerful. You know, with your words, you can make somebody fall in or out of love with you. Mm -hmm. You could start or end a war. You can make your own mind a hell or a haven. So it's very important to just kind of keep pushing these like positive words and showing love to everybody around us and especially the youth because you know they're going to be the they're going to be the next ones coming up and i want to make sure they got like a good head on their shoulders and they're that we're raising leaders you know De- definitely hell yeah you know each one teach one as they say mm-hmm. like it's it's just crazy how all of us have come together and yeah, each one, each one. are moving moving together in the same direction so we appreciate you guys for for coming on and mm-hmm. everything you're doing for the community And uh, I'm mm-hmm. not sure what happened with Caesar. Yeah, I think I'm just the lost video. I think just the video lost, but let's see. But uh, what I do want to tell have you guys do is just explain, explain it to everyone about the the radio show again. Tell what tonight it's on, and then tell them about the, uh, the organization one more time so mm-hmm. they can uh, check it out. So uh, where people could go is just check out IG for both of them for. Um, our radio show you could go on uh at peanut brothers and jams the all organic 100 <laughs> no shit well, coding what's the what's the ig for the for and the, the ig and the ig for ignite that one is uh it's just the word ignite underscore vm so ignite visionary minds which is what we're doing so again okay. uh that one if you guys can please there's a link right up on there that you guys can click on and help us donate and spread the word if you guys have nothing to donate it costs nothing and just get the word out for us because it would be very beneficial to anybody out there listening. So again, um, Peanut Brothers and Jams, uh, 9 p.m. every Thursday uh, for charity and all that. Uh, ignite uh, at Ignite underscore VM. And then uh, Orlando, you have anything else? Oh uh, yeah, I got um, I got my uh, my music project. Mine and my brothers, Nino Santo, we're coming out in um. I think we're going to be coming out like the end of wait January, yeah around the end of around the end of February. Uh, we're going to be coming out with our with our full album, you know. So y'all, y- you guys actually played uh, played one of our tracks. Oh yes, yeah. we that, did. Mm-hmm. that broken mind. Yeah, that's that's off the project we're working on. So like we got music videos we're shooting and stuff right now to get it all ready. We're trying to come out come out hard and, and prepared. You know what I mean? But but yeah, so I got that project coming out too. So that's uh at nino santo music on ig too so um so yeah that's another one to add let me double check to make sure that that's actually what it is <laughs> yeah at nino music so uh so yeah ig at nino santo music or also ig peanut brothers and jams ig ignite underscore vm so those are all the spots to find us you know and and yeah we're on the radio thursday nights at 9 p.m k wink 97.7 before we go, uh, you know, election season's coming up. I know both of you involved community activism. What's the <laughs> message? You know, what's the message you got for people out there who kind of, you know, don't see the value of voting or don't see the value of, of getting involved? What do you got to say to the people out there? <laughs> I think um, vote every day with your actions for the world that you want to see. I think regardless of what happens inside of this election is going to be us doing all the footwork that we got to do regardless. But um, there's no there's no harm in voting. 
And I think that uh, the times that we're in right now, it's irresponsible to not use every voice that you have possible at your disposal. So I think that we should be voting. Um, I'm going to be voting. Um, hopefully they count it. And hopefully with this whole Supreme Court, uh, Supreme Court justice um, shit that's happening, uh, how they're trying to do that shit. I've been watching a lot of Democracy Now lately, and um, it seems like it seems like they got a they got a plan to keep um, to keep that man in power right now. And so I'm just as an indigenous man, I've survived worse than this shit. Yeah, and it's in, it's in my blood to survive um, and thrive. Um, we really got to be voting. Uh, responsibly for the climate um with our actions with uh our driving habits with our eating habits with uh everything that we do planetary because we can serve my people have survived worse than this man that's in the office yeah and we survived white supremacy and we've survived all sorts of shit but ain't nobody gonna survive the change of the climate that makes the earth uninhabitable you know so Word. Anything that we do, if we're not thinking about the planet first, then we already lost, you know, so be responsible in your daily actions, vote in your daily actions, vote in the elections and um, just try to keep moving forward. You know, that's what I got to say. Definitely. Shit. <laughs> Ditto, man. Little Josue cosign. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> I approve this message. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks a lot, guys, for taking a little bit of time out of your morning to, you know, do some technical difficulty stuff and just hang out with us and chop <laughs> chop it up for a little bit, you know. For yeah. sure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for real. Man, thanks, mm-hmm. y'all. Make we'll sure you guys check out their Instagram. Mm-hmm. Give them a follow. Share their their message and uh, listen to the radio show. Definitely. Dope. Good show. <laughs> we put our heart into it, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I hope people. I hope people feel it. You know, the words come from the heart, so hopefully people feel it. They will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm sure we'll see you guys soon, but uh, until then, you know, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing y'all as well, man. Yeah, yeah. it's good seeing you guys for Thank sure. You, yeah. Congrats on the episode. Yeah, yeah. congrats Thank on that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we'll see each other in person soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Salute, salute, guys. Uh, peace, y'all. Much love, y'all. Right, we get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> All right. Welcome to uh, part three of episode 100 of Up in the Mix. Uh, here with Sean and Caesar. We've got a returning guest. He was here multiple times he was here on episode 31 uh-huh. way back in season one and then he was here in season two in episode 19 for motown mondays and we've got him here again caesar tell him who it is so homeboy i've known probably like two decades now yeah it's been a minute <laughs> we we some old men fellow sneaker lover you know fellow music lover um, you guys know him because he makes your booty shake in the middle <laughs> in the middle of the night out there at, you know, various bars. We have the infamous DJ Ethic. Welcome. What up, what up? Welcome to the ship. Welcome once again. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Dan, yeah. that was 30, 31? What do you the mean? first season? 31, yeah, season one, man. Damn. <laughs> Feels like 
like three years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Shit. It was a long time yeah. ago. It was a life. It was in the before times, bro. Right? <laughs> before crazy time, times have changed, post post apocalyptic and whatnot. This is like the first time I've had weekends off in like five years. <laughs> it's been crazy. I don't even know what to do with myself. <laughs> the wife's probably happy for that help on the weekend. Oh yeah, it's a lot easier. I don't know if they hear it, but <laughs> yeah. <I don't> know. <laughs> so what do you What have you been up to? I've been doing anything, just working. Uh, making a few beats. That's about it. I've been doing shit, taking care of the kids. Mm-hmm. So, how has everything affected you and your, uh, you know, your uh, late night DJing? No gigs, man. <laughs> it's been what since March. So I, I DJed at Picnic Friday. That next Saturday, everything shut down. So I was like, oh, cool. We'll be shut down for like two, three weeks. We'll be back. Nope. Uh-huh. Oh, God damn! And then by the by the third weekend, I was like, I don't even know what to do. Like, what do I do? <laughs> so I just been chilling with the kids, making a few beats here and there, and finishing up some projects with my man uh, Marty Bush. That's about it, man. I've been doing anything, just work, mm-hmm. work, work, work. Yeah, you told me last weekend at the wedding it was the uh, the first time you DJed, and how long? It was actually, you know, I did uh, lefties wife's birthday christiane oh yeah yeah yeah. about a month or two before that but i mean every i did hers and i almost forgot how to mix it took me like five <laughs> minutes to get to get loose and get regular even at that wedding too i was like hella nervous and shit it was weird but it was cool once everybody started dancing i was i was back in it you had to shake the rust off yeah it was, it was weird i was like how is the this f- the longest you've ever mm-hmm. gone without djing regularly actually when i left vegas i stopped for probably a year or two but then i don't know just this time trying to get back into it it's like i'm because i don't make set lists i just have a folder with a bunch of shit and i just feel it out and i was like what the fuck do i play next what should i play next i had like four or five songs i'm just going back and forth and like getting confused and i don't know it was it was cool though it was fun now that that's awesome how you go in there because there's some people that um, I know I've gone into places and when I go into a place and I hear a song, I probably know the next five songs they're playing because oh, yeah. they play the same set all the time and it's annoying. And with you, it's always good because, you know, like, like you said, you just feel the crowd. Yeah. You got to vibe out first. I don't, mm-hmm. I, there's, there was a couple dudes in Vegas that would do that. They just had a set playlist. If there was a new song, they'll add the new song, <laughs> the new hot song. But then it's the same fucking setlist every night. Whack. I just can't do that. Yeah, because like, you don't you don't really have to DJ after that at that point. It's like just playing, press and play. Yeah, and that's you're just playing it. a playlist. Mm-hmm. You could just let that shit uh, Serato sync and just go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't do that. I bet you that's what a lot of radio stations do. Yes, it's pretty much the same thing. When the PM, when the program director programs all the music, and they just let that shit go. Same thing. Knotted up in the mix. We follow our Never. heart. That's right. Never that. Never that. <laughs> uh, what, what is awesome, though, you know, a little sidebar, is at Up in the Mix, you know, like, what's awesome with, like, you DJing, too, mm-hmm. to have that power to play the song before anyone else has heard it. Oh, yeah. And people get astonished, you know, because I notice, like, hey, I think it's like, hey, I got this new song, you know, and I'm like, all right, let's see how the crowd, you know, reacts to it. That's another thing that sucks about right now, too, because I have a few tracks 
I'm like, fuck, I just want to see how it does. In real and life. And I think I think they're bangers, but I mean, I, I just don't know right now, so <laughs> I'm just going to have to wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget, uh, you were DJing an art show at, at the Potentialist one time we were there, and you played some track, and it literally took me like eight months to find it again. <laughs> Why did you just ask me? <laughs> I would have just gave it to you. <laughs> Well, like, you know, I was kind of lost in the sauce, whatever it was, you know, just, and then, like, afterwards, like, oh, I wonder what that track was, you know, and mm-hmm. and then, like, I heard it, and I was like, oh, shit, this is it, you know, this is this is that lost one I've been looking for. <laughs> it's like finding it in the crates, you know? Yeah, it was very satisfying. <laughs> yeah, it's always, it's always fun for DJs when you play something, and people are like, what the fuck is that? That shit is dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's good to even live in like the digital age like it is now where stuff drops all the time. Oh, it's to, to have like nonstop, man. To have a gem like that, you know, yeah. that you just bring out to like, you know, whatever you're playing at that night. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this remix with uh that little Wayne song Uproar, but some dude remixed it with some other beat that's so damn fresh. I'll send it to you. Okay. As soon as we get done, but I just I want to play that so bad <laughs> in real life. In real people? life, in like at Loving Cup, at like midnight or some shit. Mm-hmm. But we can't do anything, so it sucks. <laughs> Drive me nuts. Uh. So, uh, have you been following? I mean, there's been so much new music lately. Have you been following? You know what's mm. been going on musically? I suck no. at that shit, man. <laughs> like other DJs would be like, "Oh, did you hear that new this and that?" I'm like, "Dude, I haven't heard shit." I'm still listening to Slum Village. Fantastic Volume Two <laughs> from '98 and fucking Nas is like from '96. Like I'm, if I hear something that catches me, I'll be up on it. But most of the time, yeah. I don't fucking know. I gotta start standing. You are up in the mix playlist, so you're up. Uh, you should uh, up on it. Some of the stuff you guys post on IG, I'll know a few of them. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'll look it up. I'm like, oh yeah, that shit yeah. is dope. Yeah, because that's what I do to some other homies that are like golden or hip-hop heads you know and i'll be like i got i'll send them a couple and they're like whoa this is awesome and i'm like i keep telling you fuckers there's still (laughs) there's still good music out there no there's a lot i'm just fucking lazy that's all that is and a family man it's tough yeah yeah i was having the same conversation my brother's got two kids and he's like it's just hard to keep up you know like Mm -hmm. especially nowadays where it's not on like tv or anything yeah it's not in your face all the time you know there's not promoted all crazy And I'm barely on, like, social media and yeah. stuff, too, so... Because, like, you want to sit down and listen to an album. You want to sit down and listen to, like, a new cut a couple of times, you yeah. know? And, you know, like, you two kids, like, I couldn't imagine, you know, but... but it's like having a job after... So I have a regular 9 to 5, <laughs> I come home and to my other job. Yeah, yeah, and that's how it is. And it's just nonstop, man. But it's, it's... Like, for me, it's, like, super early in the morning while everyone is still asleep. Mm-hmm. Or at nighttime when everyone's asleep. Yeah, I, wait, I work super early, so, like, it's all nighttime for me <laughs> just getting worked all day yeah i'll start sending i'll start putting you on my list of playlists all right Sam's. cool mm-hmm. yeah it's tough these if we weren't doing the radio show there's no way i would know half the shit yeah I do. Mm-hmm. but spotify has been helping you like you said like now but like that's after doing it you know for three years <laughs> <laughs> skynet's been faultly on listening and yeah. program now the algorithm's got skynet me. knows yeah no, but yeah, there's so much good stuff and yeah, there's there's a dude I just found on uh, IG. I just posted it to my story. Uh, L.A. Fuck, I forgot his name already. <laughs> Super dope. Uh, Ninth Wonders producing his beats. 
but Duke could spit. If you check my story, he's on there. Was it GQ? Uh, it's like <laughs> L.A. the the something I forgot. Sorry, I yeah. suck. <laughs> check well, out that's the cool thing nowadays. You know, like there's so many unknown artists who just who are fucking good. Yeah, and you just discover them in the most random way sometimes. It is weird. I just he just propped up in my on my uh, feed one day. I was like, who the fuck? I was like, the beats are fucking dope. And come to find out, Ninth Wonder's doing his shit. <laughs> so, yeah. If you get a chance, check my story. He's He can spit. He's really dope. What's your Instagram? At uh, DJEthic05. Ethic with a K. K, yeah. <laughs> All right. I got, I, got a, I got a random question. Not It's not so random. All right. Who are your top five favorite producers of all time? Fuck, man. For sure, Dilla, Madlib, uh, Ninth Wonder. You know, Maurice White has to be in there from Earth, Wind, and Fire because he produced some really fire shit yeah, yes. in the 70s. <laughs> we keep uh, talking about this sometimes <laughs> in the middle of the night, some Maurice White stuff. Uh, shit, number five. Who's dope that's been doing shit? I don't know. It's like now you can go on Instagram and find like 10 do, ten unknowns that are like as good or just as good as everybody I just named, which is <laughs> nuts. Yeah. Because all these programs, they pretty much do everything for you. Before, you would have to chop the sample yourself, but now they got these programs where it just chops it for you. But, yeah, I, I don't know. That's my four. There you go. Do you think it makes it there's less skill involved nowadays with with all the programming that's replaced all the the analog and manual labor that used to go into to making and producing beats a little bit but i mean you still have to have the ear to put the sample together and the ear for the drums to go over that sample and stuff so i think it's it's a little easier to chop samples now but i mean you still have to have that 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 year for the for the sample and how to put it together and everything so you hear that all you want to be producers <laughs> out there <laughs> you can you can still do it you can still do it it's just another tool like you got to use the tool properly and that's just the thing you know yeah it's all you gotta have that, you put together you got to have that contextual knowledge mm-hmm. yep. you know, you got to you got to have that knowledge to be able to to wield that tool right yep. yeah you know cuz there's great responsibility <laughs> Okay, Uncle Ben. <laughs> right. I was about to say Spider-Man. Uh, the, what's funny is because Leia, um, we were watching Into the Spider-Verse, Into mm-hmm. the Spider-Verse, and she was 110 into the into the movie, so it was fantastic. That movie's dope. Mm-hmm. Can't wait till that second one comes out. They're making a, like, yeah. a live-action one, too? Yeah. We could talk about say, Marvel. We, should, we oh. need to talk about Marvel. We talk about what that do you guys think day. of the next... The next phase, like, what are you, what are you looking forward to? If it like, ever I, I drops, watch, <laughs> yeah, shit. I'm excited about the the cosmic, the space stuff, you know? Yeah, Eternals. Because I'm terrified that. about space in general, you know. So it's good to see space things. It'd be cool to see Galactus. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say, it. do you think Galactus is gonna be the next villain? Do you think it's gonna be Doctor Doom? So Who I think, think I think be? for Earth, they're probably gonna do like Doctor Doom. But then when they start going cosmic and shit, it's going to be Galactus. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't know. Because I love Doctor Doom. He's like one of my favorite villains. He's one of the few guys who's ever picked up Thor's hammer. Um, Super smart. Super smart. And and he he ties in with, you know, like he ties in with 
X-Men, he ties in Fantastic Four, yeah. he ties in Spider-Man, he ties in Avengers, like everyone has kind of dealt with him. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I watched, for, I was, I've been bored lately, so I watched that fucking terrible X-Men Apocalypse movie. Oh, it is terrible. That's so it, bad. It did but I'll still thinking, watch it. I'll still watch it, though. It did get me thinking, like, how are they going to introduce mutants and x-men into into this and it's gonna be crazy i can't wait yeah i'm thinking through the it might be through the wandavision show okay yeah yeah because that's so, where they're gonna i think i feel with wandavision they're, that's where we're gonna do the they're gonna multiverse start, yeah start stuff. branching off into some weird shit so mm-hmm. it should be dope because sam jackson's gonna have a fury show too yeah and that's that. and that's gonna be bananas with you know a bunch of other characters yep. too i think uh, i just saw keanu reeves might play moon knight Oh yeah, yeah. Should be mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, and that's the other part is like the casting for all these different characters as it's coming up. Like, it's gonna be. It's. Just, I can't wait. I'm super excited. But like, yeah. some of this stuff isn't gonna be, you know, for like four or five years. Yeah. Yeah, and like Kong the Conqueror, right? I think they're gonna. He's gonna do Kang, some, Kang the yep. Conqueror. Yeah, he's gonna do something. I forgot who they're thinking that it's gonna be, and things like that. Like it's. There's just so much super villains, like super duper villains. That they could just pick from anything, pretty yep. much. Did either of you guys watch New Mutants? I haven't got a chance to see that yet. I want to see it. It looks looks okay. I don't know. The, a lot of the Fox Marvel stuff, I'm just like, yeah, it's what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> it's it's. Sure, I don't yeah, know what's yeah. worse, the Fox Marvel stuff or the fucking DCU shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, Birds of Prey was okay though. Yeah, it was. It like, was. It wasn't, good. it wasn't as bad as the previous ones. But the thing with DC, it's it's so dark that it's hard to make it for the average consumer, you know? Yeah, they try and make it so serious. Yeah, and it's just like, DC is dark. All their origin stories... They gotta from, keep it... It's like Orlando Jose said, they gotta be themselves. Make yeah. that shit dark as fuck, and That's people why, still watch it. Like, like, like make it, it might it not be for kids. Yeah. yeah, it might not be for kids, but they'll, you'll still have an audience yeah. if it's true to the source material. Yeah, they, people, they DC just needs made, to art no matter what. They should've just made good movie first instead of saying, like, oh, we got... Like, I think at one of the Comic-Cons, they announced, like, seven movies, and none of them came out. So right? just make a good movie first and then start going off mm-hmm. from there. Yeah. Because it feels like they're always trying to revamp every movie. Yeah. They're it's like, a reboot. Every movie's a reboot. Every movie's, like, we're starting back from scratch. But it just make everything rated R how DC is supposed to be. Yep. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Well, they keep, and they just keep fucking up. Like, how can you fuck up? Batman and Superman, like bro, it's it's dude, it's you've got your lanes already made. Like Batman can be the dark rated R movie. You can make mm-hmm. Superman the like PG thirteen action movie that everyone wants to see. Same with Wonder Woman and and Aquaman. Like how how are they? I don't understand how. The, well, I do understand how they fucking it up. They don't have <laughs> well, they, the, they don't have they don't have comic people or at the fans top. in yeah. charge of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they they don't like. Marvel's super lucky that they had someone who oh, was Kevin Feige in the comics. Yes. That dude was dope. They should just hire consultants like up in the mix and their crew. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the Superman versus Batman, that should have been like a $4 billion movie. Mm-hmm. Like two of the biggest superheroes Together. ever. Exactly. exactly. I don't know like, how you fucked that up. And, I, and like the previous yeah. movies have already set so many, like if you, the old school Supermans set records. Yeah. All the Batman movies have set mm-hmm. records. Yeah, and they just came off the, the Dark Knight trilogy, and then you come out with that shit. Yeah. So I don't know. What it wasn't mean? Ben Affleck's fault. That guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. That guy makes dope movies. He does. Mm-hmm. I was I was hoping to see his version of the Batman. Yeah. 
because he was supposed to direct it and be in it. And then he's like, "What's up?" No, but yeah. As long as he doesn't do a reindeer games, I'm straight. I need to see the the Shang Chi though. I want to see how that comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're just gonna have to wait till these actual Marvel movies come out. Yeah. And uh, and see what they do and see like see what they go. So it, it's exciting. Like I have faith in them. Unlike the DCU, yep. unlike Star Wars, I know Marvel's oh my god, solid. put out some some don't, solid movies. Don't even but get me started DC, on Star Wars. DC animation though, it's fantastic though. Yeah, the animated movies are always good mm-hmm. all the time. That's what I'm saying. They make good video games too. Like like why, why can't they transition that? that? Yeah, just transition rip that, that. shit yep. off. Like yep. come on. Yeah, they could take the same. They don't even need to do another story. Take that same like plot, the same like screenplay, everything. Just put dope actors in there. Yep. And then people won't even know the difference because the average consumer doesn't know that DC animation is fantastic. Like if they would have yeah. made a Arkham Asylum movie after Ooh. the game, fuck. Yes. Right. Yes. That would have been dope. That's what I'm saying. Like, they they have done so much good stuff. Why can't they just make a, a decent movie? Like. The movies are so fucking stupid. Like Aquaman is so fucking like you want to you want to like these movies, but they're so fucking stupid. Yeah, I tried to like Aquaman, but yeah. it's I don't know. It did make it million bucks or whatever. Billion octopus bucks. playing drums, <laughs> at the fucking end. It's like, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. What are you doing? Whatever. What too are you ca- doing? Too campy. You know what are you gonna do? Exactly. But uh, epic. Yes. Thanks for coming on and <laughs> thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Sharing your knowledge, uh-huh. your your frustration with us. With Dude, we're gonna we're gonna have to do like movies. a Marvel and Star Wars fucking pie and just talk shit the whole time. Yeah, we could do it because like Mike also he wants to come back on the show, and I told him we need to do like a nerd episode where we just dive deep like three or four hours into like all these different universes. Dude, I'm hella down for that. That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. I got my girlfriend to watch The Mandalorian, and I was like. This is the perfect entryway for Star Wars Dude, because it's yes. actually good. Mm-hmm. How do you make a TV show better than the billions of dollars <laughs> you spent on the fucking sequels, man? What, like, yeah. oh, oh my god, the sequels, they're such a mess. Yeah. Anyone who defends the sequels is I can't respect. It's mm-hmm. like it's like a Trump supporter. I can't respect <laughs> your fucking opinion. Like, dude, no, I, tr- I tried up until so up until the last Jedi. I was like, dude, I can't. I'm like, I can't even defend it. I, I, I just I watch them because like I love to watch the Star Wars yeah. universe, but like to really be like, oh, I'm gonna keep it on a high echelon. And, like, now nah, it's not gonna yeah, work. I can't. Dude, the, they the just last... don't make sense. Like that's the thing. <laughs> you billions of dollars, you got all the resources, and you come out, you make that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like if you have, how do you have a trilogy where none of the movies connect to each other? <laughs> right. <laughs> The second one contradicts everything that happened in the first one. They're just standalone movies that they have when they have the, the next number after it, you know? Yeah, right? it, was, it was awful. I don't know, but I still love Rogue One, and I'll watch that all Rogue day. Rogue One is dope. Yeah. All day, every Rogue day. One, Rogue Span. One goes hard. And then you even know the ending. You even know, you know people are going to get yeah. bodied. You even know... But like the, the whole the whole, the whole feel, build up the build up the field because it was funny like everything. the old Star Wars yeah. you know and it played enough new stuff like Rogue One like out of everything brand new that is my favorite I'll watch that all day every day Lost yep. on the Sauce. Did you watch that uh, the Clone Wars season seven? The last four episodes are better than uh, the sequel trilogy. Yes, I Jesus finally Christ. I powered. I, mm, I teared up. I, okay. I watched them twice. <laughs> I, yeah, I like watched him. <laughs> <laughs> I watched them separate and then like went back and rewatched all four of them together. Dude, it's there were 
so, it's I, so good. I did the same thing. I watched it once, and then I went back, watched it again, and then I watched Star Wars Rebels, where Ahsoka and Vader yeah, fight. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh my god, this gives it so much more meaning <laughs> yeah. now. Oh my god. Like, uh, how is a cartoon better than anything they've done in the movie? That's all I'm saying. You think if yeah, they could just form, it. like, Voltron, right? And then make the same crew that does all this stuff, yep. do the big production, obviously add people that they need to add to make it, you know, like... But Kevin Feige's supposed to be making a Star Wars movie now, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he, he comes in and saves the day. Just fucking save shit. Either it's have can... John Favreau make a movie. I don't care. John Favreau, he does really good. Don't let yeah. don't let those two guys that did the last three do anything. <laughs> like, Jesus. Up in the mix, consulting crew for us. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to save this for the, the, nerd, the nerd cast. For DC Universe, you know. Uh, Star Wars, we're up for hire. We're not going to be cheap because we know you guys got the dough. Yeah. <laughs> Just buy some houses, some cars. Well, Epic, <laughs> hopefully at some point in the near future, we will be able to yes. go to a public place and listen to you uh-huh. play some dope music. Yeah, I dance. can't wait, man. Me too. But until then, thanks for coming through, man. Thank you, man. Congratulations on the Hunters episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank, then, you. Uh, Thank yeah. you. Let me know. Let's do the nerd thing. Come yes, down. we'll we'll get a we'll get a big crew, and probably not Sizzle Pie Pizza, and, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll hang out and uh, in a round round circle, like we're the Justice League. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Salute, guys. All right, y'all. Bye. <laughs>
about that and how that came about. Oh, man. Well, uh, yeah, that was just an idea, man. <laughs> I was talking to um, Bamboo. Shout out to my boy, Bamboo. Uh, we were talking on the phone one day, and I was just talking about, like, man, like, how could I, like, grow my, like, Instagram following? And, like, besides doing all the, oh, pay for stuff and all that kind of shit, I was like, I want to do it organically. And he was just like, man, you kind of got to do, like, more live content and stuff. And so I started thinking about it, and I was like, man, I know a lot of people. Why don't I just, like, interview people, you know what I'm saying? Just to catch up with people, especially during COVID, because, you know, you're not seeing people and not hanging out with your homies as much. So I figured it would be a way to catch up with people. And uh, when it started, that's kind of what it was. I was talking talking to my friends that are creatives, and we were talking about, you know, um, whatever, whatever they do, whether it's um, music or whether it's um, fashion, whether it's photography, art, um, anything like that. And, you know, we talked about that, but then during the process of the show going on, maybe about the third week, uh, that's when George Floyd was killed. And, you know, everything kind of changed at that point. And it became more about, you know, speaking about what's going on in the country and what we can do to make it better as people. So it kind of became a little bit of that, a little bit with music, creative. And um, I did 51 episodes. I'm, I'm probably going to continue it, but I stopped because I got a bunch of stuff to do, like work-wise. And it wasn't that it was taking up a bunch of time. It's just I want to focus on my work right now and we're in, uh, working with other artists and stuff right now. So... I'll probably start back up again. I don't know when, but um, hopefully I could do it maybe on a bigger platform or something. So nice. That's awesome. Yeah. How how has how has everything that's gone down? You know, we talked about this when I was on, but just seeing everything that's happened the last six months, like <laughs> how how have you dealt with it personally? Man, it's it's crazy, man. Um, I have my ups and down days. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody kind of does. You know, I have some days where, you know, I just don't really feel like doing anything, you know? And it's just, you start reading what's going on. You know, you might go down the rabbit hole or watch some shit on YouTube, or you might just be on your phone and just start scrolling and just seeing these stories. And it just, it, get, it gets to you some, sometimes. And some days it gets to me more than others. So, I, I, I try to I try to keep a level head about things, you know, I try not to get too frustrated, but it's frustrating. You know what I'm saying? It's frustrating dealing with the same shit we've been dealing with for so long. And it's good that it seems like some people want to hear it now, but it's kind of getting to the point now where it's it's the same old uh, bashing heads against the wall, you know? Some people are down, some people aren't. They're not going to see it because it doesn't affect them, and here we go, you know, so. Yeah, no, just we'll like- see if something changes, but. Just like my brother, he went out last night and he was getting pissed because he went out to a bar. Nobody had masks on and everyone mm -hmm. was out there like dancing. Like he's like, it was like it didn't exist. And him and his homies are like trying their best. They're sitting at their table. Um, when they get up, they put on their masks. And it's just like it's right. wild to see, like you said, if it doesn't affect them directly, that they don't care about it, you know, but you have to think about other people. Yeah, it's a segment of people out there that definitely act like things are normal. Like, I was out last night, me and my wife were out last night. I went downtown to just shoot some pictures and stuff. I just wanted to shoot during during sunset. And just walking around, there was a lot of traffic out there, man. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of people on the street not wearing masks. Like, we were walking on the street without masks. You know, we had them, but we figured, well, okay, we're outside. We're cool. But it was so many people on the sidewalk walking around with not, without masks. We threw ours on. Like, man, there's kind of too many people around mm -hmm. right now, you know, so... It was definitely a segment of people out there that were just, you know, regular Friday night Reno. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's crazy, man. 
So you're still doing some audio work for Orange, right? Yeah, yeah. I still I still work with them. Um, I'm starting to get out in the field again more. Um, they're having they're they're getting more jobs back as things are starting to loosen up. So I've been doing some more work with them of late. I did some audio work yesterday, um, and you know I also do like PA grip work. So I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff too. It's 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 a great opportunity because it's helping me with my business as well. I'm learning more about um, lighting and photography and shooting and video, so it definitely helps on the other aspect of my business. That's awesome. Yeah, tell I saw the I saw your stories yesterday. Tell us what was what were you doing yesterday? Um, we were shooting for the Northern Nevada uh, Children's Cancer Foundation, and we were shooting a story in a park with a family who just had a, a, a son that just beat cancer. Um, he had it at like three years old, and now he's like six, and he beat it. And they're just telling the story about how what they went through and how difficult it was with him and just the struggles that you, you face dealing with cancer, but yet dealing with it with a child and, uh, and having other children, too. So. It was just a cool little, like uh, a cool little story to give back. They do a lot of stuff like that with the hospitals and in places around. We did one on Monday for um, with a, it was an opioid prevention. We was telling a man's story about how he um, was in the army. He got out. They prescribed him um, what oxy, and then he started using a bunch, and then he moved on to heroin. And then he bounced back from that. So it, it, it's cool to do stuff like that because it feels like it helps the community and it gives back. So it, it's yeah, good. those are positive. I mean, we need all the positive stories we could get these days. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so much negativity. Mm -hmm. Sure, man, sure. Yeah. Well, with, how's everything with you guys, man? How are you guys dealing right now? I'm staying busy with the baby. Like Leia keeps me busy, doing a little bit of photo work. Um, like assisting in like studio work, which is cool I didn't see any, yeah. and like second shooting, you know, and like doing stuff that's out of my element, which is tight. And then, um, like I'm going to be shooting for neon Babylon actually this weekend doing, cause they're, uh, coming out with a, uh, you know, a new drop. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, I got the homies that are going to do some, a little bit of modeling in there so just a little bit but mainly working from home staying with the family saving up for a casa that's pretty yeah. much it you know that's what's up mm -hmm. yeah i've just been trying to get through like with all the craziness with teaching the last few like the last couple months with all the smoke and everything that's gone on with that it's just been uh it's been nuts and then trying to you know get ready for the election and what's coming on with that mm-hmm and we're trying to take, you know, up in the mix, take this to the next level too. We got, you know, Caesar and I talking to make some big, got big plans, you know, we're moving to the video obviously with this. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there's just so many, there's a lot going on right now, you know, as yeah. you all know. And, and like I said, that's what's awesome about stuff slowing down because it gives us time to, you know, uh, brainstorm and get stuff, you know, get our P's and Q's on and get stuff ready so when everything is good when you know whenever it is we'll be ready to bench press all the blocks exactly exactly <laughs> i feel like for a lot of creatives especially talking to people when i was interviewing a lot um the creatives you know and especially when it came to like producers engineers and stuff it, it it's affected them but it hasn't affected the work output because they're people that stay at home anyway they're people mm -hmm. that are in the lab 
15, 16 hours a day anyway. So mm-hmm. it's not been much different for some people in that regard. Yeah. And I know for me, it's it's been it's been better because I've been able to be in the lab more, so I've been able to work more. And feeling that like everything is slowed down, I feel like I'm still moving at normal speed, and everything else is slowed down. So I also feel like I'm catching up, even though I mean, there's no real thing is catching up, but it feels that way to me. You know what I'm saying? Like there's less other shit to deal with. There is, but there's less. It's it's weird, but it's it's a weird balance. <laughs> right. It's we like, get it. We get like, it. So like we're in the quantum realm. Something, some strange alternate <laughs> universe. Yeah, it it does feel so real sometimes because like there's moments where it, like it feels a little bit of normal, like mm-hmm. when I'm not working from home and I'm like just with the family at the house, but then sometimes like I go on a bike ride and in the early morning, and things are just a little different, you know, like yeah. less less people out, uh, people wearing masks and. Some people abide by the rules and a lot of people not. And it yeah. just it just feels like, like I said, a little surreal kind of, like almost a movie, you know, like a post-apocalyptic, but still, you know, a little weird. Yeah. yeah. I want to see these people that are so anti-mask, I want to see them keep that same energy when they try to push that vaccine for They better be the first <laughs> ones yelling, I'm not taking no vaccine. Y'all get the <laughs> vaccine and you don't want to wear a mask, you're an idiot. it's weird because it's like politics there's like a hard line you know mass no mass you know you know demi republic like it just like there's just like a weird hard line that's for that's the dumbest thing thing about it Mm -hmm. because we're the only country that's like like everyone else is just like okay we'll put masks on and then like here people (laughs) think it's like a political belief like yeah and that just shows you how stupid fucking americans are <laughs> we make everything into like a contest or yeah. a team thing or a left and a right or you know whatever it's always got to be this or that <laughs> it can't just be right so you so many people that. rely on what they believe on like by their political party that mm-hmm. even science now is political. like <laughs> yeah what science what science it's like you don't believe in science like you know what it's just mm-hmm. crazy it's just yeah. like you know obviously teaching every day like it's not normal like all day long i'm reminded how it's not normal everyone we're all wearing masks there's not that many kids there a lot of kids aren't coming at all so you know to see that and then like drive through downtown and see people out going like in a bar with a bunch of people drinking and partying and no one's wearing masks it's 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 crazy Mm -hmm. yeah it's weird man it really is like it's it, it's weird because like you go downtown and like you see people and like for half a second you're like oh shit's normal and then you think like oh no it's not yeah like, they is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's weird yeah. it's weird they just don't give a fuck like and people I, just mm-hmm. people you know americans are used to ignoring terrible things anyway mm-hmm. so why would this be any different like we just got tired of it and we're just ignoring it yeah it's mm-hmm. it's over now why because i'm tired yeah and for, for me it just shows how good the government has been to like dumb down everybody you know like not give everyone the proper education like the average person you know and things like that like because if you were educated decently you know you know a little bit of reasoning you know a little bit of science a little bit you know right and you could be like okay this is a bad thing but because you know conspiracy c is coming out you know like part of the plan just dumb down everyone and they'll believe everything you say mm-hmm. plus and... we're psychopaths plus like people are just not empathetic at all yeah just, 
in America they're being... psychopath like they're mm-hmm. they're ignorant they're ignorant fucking uh self-centered borderline sociopaths yeah. and who a, only care about themselves in America being the fuck boy of the countries it shows <laughs> I don't know how like most Americans can sit and act like we're like the greatest ever it's like you have to look if I was in another country watching this it would seem like a reality TV show like we're <laughs> fucking idiots you know what I'm saying? Like you just mm-hmm. every, yeah. from, our, from our leadership all the way down to like the average American. Like yes. we're stupid. It, it, it just has to be funny as fuck to watch from yeah. the outside. From I wish I could watch it from the outside, not be in it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> from from the riches to the poor to the people with the most power to the least power. It's just bananas right now in America. It is. It is. <laughs> and then I mean, and then then you get the whole Breonna Taylor situation, like so the dude ended up getting the only trouble he got in was for firing bullets in the other apartment. <laughs> so yeah. he didn't even so those those bullets that could have killed somebody are worse than the ones that actually did. That's crazy. And, and this the shit that they tried to do, like they tried to get her boyfriend to say to like that something was going on there to cover their ass, like offered his her ex her ex boyfriend. They tried to like get because obviously he was the reason that you know they arrested him eventually okay so they tried to like offer him a deal to say that like she had something to do with what he was doing so that he would get a better deal that's how fucked up it is like and and, and to justify what they did too exactly like it's just i can't like it's it's the the amount of fucking disrespect is so open and it's just so blatant like yeah if you see that and you see people trying to, it's just like the kid who shot up and those people in Wisconsin, like, oh yeah, people defending people defending that kid. Like his mom was just at some Republican big dinner there and like got a standing ovation, and like the double standard and the fucking blatant disrespect is is insane. It's yeah. it's sickening. Like it just sometimes it just like in my tummy is just like, yo, like should I really be here? You know. Like raising a family. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. around these fucking people, man. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and it's crazy because like racism is everywhere and things like that. But like America, it's up front right now because of social media. But like other countries. We we invented it. mm -hmm. We invented it. We exported it. We created it. We perfected it. (laughs) Like it's we it's older than this country. Yet it's it's you know the fabric of this country is is all about it. Well, I mean, you can just follow history and follow everywhere the Europeans have went and what's happened after they've been there. You know what I'm saying? Like they they've destroyed cultures, they've destroyed people, they've 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 ex- exterminated whole cultures yeah. and people and things and places for their own benefit. Yeah. Like, and then afterwards, they they make the rules so that what they did was okay. Right. Right. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of random shit on YouTube. I'll get caught in the rabbit hole sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, and that will be like, um, how the U.S. took over this? Or how the U.S. went here and took over that? I just watched one on Hawaii, you know? It's like, oh, is that the, the Vox one? It, it was, I think it was Vox. I think it was Vox. Yeah. That shit, yeah. I remember teaching my students about that, mm-hmm. and they were just shocked. Yeah. You know, like, like jaws on the floor. I'm like, yeah, they went in there with the Marines and, like, held the queen at gunpoint. And just took it for these for the for the fucking like companies. Yeah. Like I saw the one on the they exterminated the Hawaiian language yeah. and culture. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and then now it's just kind of starting to come back, which is, it's just crazy, man. Like, no. And they don't teach you that either. You don't, no. you gotta find out on your own. They ain't gonna tell you that. I saw yeah. the, I saw the one in the Middle East. Did you see that one yet on that Vox did? No. Uh-uh. Dude, the Middle East is bananas. Like that one is just so crazy that people let stuff happen because of money and oil. Like, and it was just little things at a time. It was just like little droplets. Yeah. And the more they gave, the more they took. And they're like, the Saudi people, like the princes were like, we're getting a bunch of money. Like, yeah, that's the thing. If you do something little for hundreds of years, that shit adds up yes. like to craziness over 100, 150 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It like, you watch that one, the Vox one on the Middle East. And he only did a little bit. And he's going to go into, like, other countries later. But, like, whew. Yeah. It's, like, everywhere, man. Everywhere I've seen that they went around the world. And it's, like, this this crazy story of how, like, they've just done the most fucked up shit to whoever was there or whatever was there for their benefit. Like, it was this one. They made a base in, like, the Indian Ocean somewhere. Because they, they needed a base in the Indian Ocean to be close to, you know, their fucking assets and control shit over there. And it was this random island. I forgot what it was called. It was a random island. It was just like some farming people minding their own business that lived there, you know, but they wanted this island because it was in such a good place. And Britain had owned it or whatever, and they gave it back to the people. But somehow America got Britain to sell it to them to like eliminate some kind of debt. And then we took it over, go over there, and then they just start, they just round up all the people, put them motherfuckers on a boat and just send them to another island. Like, there you go. Just took them. And then it like just took and then took all their shit, like burnt all their houses down, they farmed shit, and then turned it into a military a military landing strip. And yeah. These people mm-hmm. just live somewhere on some random island now. They want to go back home, but like their island's all like fucked up, man. Yeah, they can't. It's yeah. not it's not even their island. It's the they changed it. They like did whatever they did, terraformed or whatever. Yeah. You know? and, and is this is this type of stuff that you know these people don't want to learn because it 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 ruins and destroys their whole view of like America as this, the greatest place ever. They don't, mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to, they're pre- trying to prevent people from learning now. Like mm-hmm. that's literally what they're trying to do. Like these people haven't learned about it and they don't want to learn about, and that's some fascist ass fucking Nazi ass shit. When you're trying to erase history. history and not like you're trying to control what people learn. Like that's fucking, yeah. that, that's straight out of George Orwell, 1864 <laughs> fucking, dystopian fucking yes. some empire fucking star wars craziness <laughs> yes it's that and also knowing that you're wrong you know you're wrong that's why you're doing it you don't do shit like that unless you know you're wrong exactly you know if you were right you wouldn't do that you'd be like well this is what it was and you know we did it but they know they're wrong so it's like yeah we're gonna go ahead and put that to the side yeah. they say they're right but then they do stuff that shows that they know they're wrong Exactly. And that's dude, anyone who's ever watched any fucking story, that's how the bad guys act. Like how yes. like how do all these people love all these fucking movies and everything and then they're they're in it and they were rooting for the wrong side. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching fucking Dances with Wolves the other day and I was just like, How can you like these white people, dude? Like, come on, man, look what they're doing. Like they just go run in here and just kill everybody. It's fucked up. But then you uh, watch it, you're like, oh, that's cool, you know, like, or they'll rewrite it real lightly, like, oh, yeah, you know, so we went and we, you know, we had a war, like, there was something on TV, like, yeah, the Mexican-American War, and then they got California, and I was like, that's not what happened, like, <laughs> yeah. you just they lost got, over it, like, 
They got California. Yeah, yeah you just glossed over it. Like you tricked some fools in Texas into a war with the Mexican fools, and then no, that's then exactly it. Fighting, yeah, that's then exactly while they were it. Fighting, mm-hmm. You went into California, like yes. that's some shit. Yeah, shit. Like, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. They do it with distractions. Look over here. Swoop on the other hand. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, we gotta end this on a positive note. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm no, 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 no. I'm, no, da- I'm down for these rabbit holes all the time. No, because that's that's what's going on. That's what's going on. But you know, what's what's something uh, in the future you're, you're looking forward to uh, post COVID as we as we move forward? What, what's something you're looking forward to? Post COVID, man. One thing about everything, it's really it really made me start thinking about like shit that like we didn't trip on and kind of took for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of things that I took for granted, man. Like, just hanging out with your friends and having your friends come <laughs> to your house. Like when we moved back, when me and my wife moved back in our house, Caesar's been here before. So, you know, like we got this house and we're like, okay, cool, man. We're going to be able to entertain people. We don't live too far from downtown. I got the studio. It's going to be dope. I got about two months of that shit before COVID hit. And then it's just been, you know, so yeah. I miss just hanging out with the homies like normal. I miss live shows. I miss yeah. in, in, in public. Like, yeah. Like like ethic, we had ethic on earlier. We like we miss him DJing, you know. Exactly, exactly. Um, and and like going to sporting events too. Like when's the next time you're gonna see 50,000 people in one place at one time? Yeah, you know I'm saying they're not gonna do that for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah. like every I miss baseball summer, games. My favorite, my favorite yeah. thing to do is like go down the Bay Area, go to LA, catch a concert, catch you know some baseball, football, bat, whatever. Like. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I was daydreaming yesterday about a lot going to life. Yeah, man, that was the best thing about before I moved back up here was moving back to the Bay Area again for like the last five years. Like, man, I went to fucking uh, four parades, bro. Four championship parades. I went to three Warriors parades and a Giants parade. That might never happen again. Exactly. And within four years, I went to four. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. Like, you know, and think about that. Like, when the Warriors parades, there was a million people in Oakland on the streets. You're right. not gonna, like we're not gonna be able to do that. Like when the next time we're gonna be able to just for a while roam, roam around with millions of other people. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, unless you go to a Trump rally, <laughs> <laughs> they allow that for sure. <laughs> yeah, they don't give a shit about that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a shit about that. No, no not at all. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Lefty, thank you again for taking some time for joining course, us, man. being back on the show. We appreciate you and uh, everything you're, you're doing. Man, thank you. Uh, yes. uh, thank you for having me on. Congratulations on making 100, man. That's 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 a big number. Thank you. Uh, you guys you guys were dope. Um, you were definitely one of the influences when I decided to do my little thing. I definitely took a little bit from you guys being on with you guys and that experience. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. And uh, continue blessings to both of you guys, man, and keep pushing. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. All right, man. We'll Salute. See y'all. Great day, man. Thanks. And uh, keep moving, and that's uh, it. I'll see y'all, man. All right. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>Welcome to uh, part five of our 100th episode extravaganda. <laughs> Exa- extravaganza. This is Sean. This is uh, Steezer. Steezer. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we're joined by a special guest. So this is her third time on the show. Mm-hmm. She started the first time was way back at episode 36 of season one. 
Then she was with us in season two on episode 33. Back then we said, do it for Captain Planet with Sarah Peters. <laughs> that was a we good still one. are fighting for the environment three years later. Welcome to the show again, Assemblywoman Sarah Peters. Thank you for having me again. Welcome for being on our show again. Yeah, yeah. no, this is great. And again. The trifecta. Again. Uh -huh. yeah. It's funny, when we had you on last time, I did not expect that we'd be speaking to you again so soon. Mm -hmm. But so much has happened since then. That was in the before times. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like it's like almost post World War things, you know? <laughs> oh, it's almost. We're still like during COVID, but it's it's like a weird situation. Don't tempt fate, Caesar. <laughs> Don't I'm, tempt. I'm ready to bench press some fate. <laughs> All day. Dad. Bot. I don't know if you guys read like for pleasure so much. I haven't in a while, but then COVID hit, and I have a lot more time where I'm not doing things. So I'm reading a bit more and I, my go-to air fantasy and sci-fi, typically dystopian novels. <laughs> so what we're living in? <laughs> oh man, how did they predict this would happen? <laughs> yeah, they're not bringing you as much escape for reality as they normally do. No. <laughs> I am also working from home regularly and I'm home now. My kid is in my, my room here, so. That, that's totally fine because it, it happens on uh, the radio show all the time. Uh, Leia likes to barge in and say hi to Sean and listen to the beats. <laughs> yeah, the job never stops. Parenting is a job that never stops. Yeah. So we, oh. we, we understand that. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. I think that this has been an opportunity for me to really showcase the juggling efforts of working moms. Um, I have a child uh appear in almost every zoom meeting that i have <laughs> it's it's how a, has it been adjusting to covid with balancing you know your job your regular job and then obviously your responsibility to the legislator the legislation and then also you know your mom yeah yeah um so i've got three kids and two of them are in school my oldest is in second grade i think my middle one is in kindergarten and uh and my youngest is still three almost four so um with the two who are in school they're doing digital learning right so they're in school at the same time i'm in my my work day um which now never ends it's just a continuous day of working and doing things around the house <laughs> and having kids stuff happen um and it's not fair that you didn't get two snacks i know you're probably hungry why don't you make a peanut butter sandwich no can you look on daddy and see about food daddy? this is good motherly stuff happening do you need a snuggle <laughs> okay well i'm on the phone baby if you can ask daddy for help that would be great Sorry, guys. No, <laughs> no, it's a, this is fantastic. Are, you, are both are both of you guys working from home? You and your husband. So my husband, um, he had been working seasonally with the Washoe County Park System as a ranger, and COVID shut down their hiring for the year, so he oh, didn't no. get hired on for his seasonal position this year. So he's been home with us. But three kids is a lot for any single person. 
um, and one kid is a lot for a single working person. Yeah. Um, so the two of us kind of balanced uh, the job with the three kiddos. Um, okay, so I have the kids stuff and then I have my all day working <laughs> stuff. I've got my messy desk in my closet right now because that's where I can shut the door and work quietly for a period of time. The, 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 the safest. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and then, uh, and then we had two special sessions. Do you want to snuggle? I, get, I cannot get up and help you right now. Honey. <laughs> I'm not here. You're not playing into snacks and I missed out on snacks. I know. And you also didn't eat lunch. Maybe you need to find something to eat for lunch too. Or a nap. <laughs> but you probably can't can say nap to her. No. <laughs> probably throw a fit. No. Okay. Well, that's, I was laying in my bed earlier and I was hoping that's what would happen. Okay, can you go find daddy though, baby? Um, no. So we had two special sessions this summer because of COVID and because of our biannual uh, legislative meetings where we plan the budget for two years in one 120 day session. And <laughs> wow. when wow. everything <laughs> looks really dismal for the second year, uh, we were called to our first special session to try and figure out how to rebalance the budget, looking at um, a deficit of 1.6, I think it ended up being $1.2 billion. Um, and while not cutting our entire budget for education, <laughs> It was, uh, that was rough. And so I had to take, um, gosh, that legislative, that special session, I want to say it was like almost two weeks long. So I did take that time off of work to be in Carson City. We had one day where we didn't do anything because we had a COVID positive on the, in the legislative building. And so the oh, staff, bless their hearts, oh my gosh, the most amazing staff at the legislature they spent the day cleaning everything and like making sure all of us were safe. We had um, the, the guard, the Nevada guard come in and take our temperatures. We had, um, we had, uh, I can't remember if it was who came in. I think it was the health district or, or DHHS, um, the Department of Health and Human Services. They sent someone in to swab all of us for COVID to make, to make sure we were all in the clear. Um, but that was super stressful coming home that evening. I was like, I should I sleep in the other room? <laughs> and then or like, your, your um, closet. Uh, yeah, in the in the closet. Uh, and how isolated should I be from my children who love to climb in my lap? And then we had a second special session to deal with some of the social uh, justice issues that have um, have been I don't know, bubbling to the surface of uh, interest to people who may have previously dismissed them as not my problem. Um, and we did some work around that, um, but the best piece that is coming up like this month that will affect everybody in the state of Nevada is our um, a pretty blanket voter right act um, that is allowing us to all receive our ballots by mail and allow our um, registrars and secretary of state to prepare for an influx of mail-in uh, ballots. Hi, baby. And ensuring that we have... This says, I love your boobies so much. And thank you, Madam. This is fantastic. And this... And this... And this... 
LinkedIn. Beautiful. Good job writing. I will come out in a minute, in a little bit. Okay, I'm on the phone. How adorable. Yeah. Yeah. See, these are the little things. This is it makes it wonderful being at home. I get these little yeah. breaks with my kids where they tell me how wonderful I am and how much they love me. Um, and I get to help them solve these really dramatic problems, um, which salute like I don't there's something to be said about being at home with your kids. Um, it also is a struggle to balance the yes. two um, and ask people, hey, have some patience with me and my family while we go through this together. Um, I can still do this thing you need to do, yeah. but I've got to have these priorities here too. Mm -hmm. um, it's really, I don't know, I think everyone's kind of finally seeing the real balance that working moms have um, dealt with since I don't know, the, beginning, the beginning of yeah, time. Yeah, the beginning of time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and uh, our kids, I think it's good for them. Um, I like my kids seeing me work, and I like them seeing me. I like them seeing me struggle because they're struggling too, right? They're tr struggling to learn. They're struggling with school. They come in, and I'm struggling with work, and we have like a conversation about how. Um, we have to work really hard to find these ways to do things um, and that uh, that we can't focus on the struggle that we have to focus on. How do we support each other? Where, do I, where can I ask for help? Um, and where, how, how can I find ways to navigate these new times? Um, we, we talk a lot about how much the importance of representation is. Mm -hmm. How do you feel, you know, as a parent who's a professional, but also you're a, a, you know, a member of our democracy as a representative, <laughs> yes. and then you're still a mom. How does it make you feel to see them see you, you know, doing all of these amazing things? Um, I hope that um, that it gives them an idea of the kind of capacity they have as as humans. Um that your path doesn't have to look like everybody else's and we don't we can break down the barriers of represent representation right things that we think the world should look like um or ways we're we're um kind of trained or encouraged to think about the world the way the world looks like um challenge those and mold it into something that works for us um i think it's just it's the world is too broad to have things be so black and white um, and unchallenged and to challenge the status quo and ensure that we have a diverse representation and also an expectation of um, resiliency in that kind of adversity that we come across through that diverse representation. Um, I think that, that I hope that that's something they carry on into their own lives. Um, but I also kind of think about it as like, if you have a parent who's real like a famous singer and you watch them go through life as this famous singer do you want to become a famous singer too you know <laughs> right. I, yeah. and yeah. how much of them watching me go through this will make them be like yeah that looked really hard and maybe i don't want to do that and i'd <laughs> like something a little more settled so i don't know i have mixed feelings about showing them but i we talk about it regularly like well you have three so Yes. <laughs> like maybe, maybe one, you know, maybe one, maybe one, maybe two. <laughs> but it's tough because like kids don't want to be their parents. Like at the end of the day, 
they try as hard as they can not to be him but at the same time they've influenced them obviously so much throughout their life that they slowly become them <laughs> you know even though because i notice myself as i get older yeah. and being like a father you know my dad martin you know salute to you being a little stern a little you know with my baby and i see it now and sometimes when we're sitting on the couch you know and i see my little brother and i was like was i like that and he's like yep and i was like i'm sorry <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry for being a dickhead like you know but he's like that's part of it you know so i slowly see that and hopefully you know as parents they take the good and obviously we do bad as well and they don't take any of that yeah, I actually have been reflecting on that a lot with my mom also. Yeah. Um, how my sister and I ended up so, like, so independent, but also supportive. And, like, we're willing to ask for help when we need it, but also don't buy into that, um, that that's a um a failure of our of ourselves you know and i look at my mom and i wonder how she did that for us and what it was that we watched her go through that um gave us the kind of foundation as as humans to feel um secure enough to present ourselves in the world the way that we do my sister is a um she's got a master's degree in physics and is a computer programmer and a team lead at a business like she's you know, above and beyond in her career as well. And it's just, um, it's interesting to reflect on our our parents' experiences and how we have like mirrored our parents uh, in some ways as we've grown older. I don't know if I, I can't remember if I told you this the last time we were together, but <clears throat> my mom works at the state, full transparency. She's in um, the Department of uh, Public and Behavioral Health and um, so with the legislature, I get to see her and she and I get to talk about these policy related things um, on this like this uh, decision making level that has brought a new kind of flavor to our relationship of how we've always wanted to change the world. She knows that from my beginning, right, Captain Planet all the way. <laughs> um, and here we are in similar positions of like making policy and making change that actually does those kinds of things that we wanted to, to do, that I wanted to do as a child. So it's kind of cool where where we are today it's in our relationship. I bet it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, like your mom seeing you, what she's, you know, like put her life into and to see you grow up to be something like that and working like side by side is probably, fantastic. she probably thinks about that a lot. I hope so, because I sure do. It's awesome. <laughs> no, she does. If you do, she does for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, speaking of changing the world, has there been anything that's been frustrating? Like you're up for re-election technically right now, going through that along with everything with COVID and the special sessions just trying to prepare everything? Oh, have there been struggles? Was that the question? Because <laughs> let me count the ways um uh. yeah it's you know i started this conversation with the the spiel on every two year 120 day session it has been incredibly difficult for uh, legislators across the country who are in irregular um session years to handle 
COVID in our states. And um, right now, when COVID hit, we had no opportunity to help address the problems that our constituents were um, were facing, except for helping to build networks of support within our communities um, and doing on the ground work that for me, being a full-time um, environmental engineer, project manager, having two, having three kids, um, I was not, I was not, and isolating, right? We were isolated. I was not as able to function as that networker and community base as I would have liked to have been and how some of my colleagues in Southern Nevada have been. And it's hard to reflect on like, the colleagues that I have who have made the most, who have, who have been able to touch the community the most in person and make those changes um, with networking people to opportunities, um, they don't have kids at home. Um, some of them aren't married. Um, I And I, I have to walk myself back sometimes from feeling like I'm not doing enough and reminding myself that I have more on my plate than a lot of people in my same, my same position do. Um, but that's been a struggle. I am so grateful. I don't have an opponent and I didn't in the primary either. And I don't know how I would have been able to do a campaign cycle, digital campaign cycle, because you can't do in-person anything mm -hmm. and um, live my life every day um, with all the complications we're all dealing with now with COVID. Um, so I'm internally grateful for that component um, of what this year brought. But I, I also think it's been um, trying to problem solve my way out of some of these issues has really stretched my mental, uh, emotional load. Um, I want to fix everything for folks, right? It sucks to have so much out of control right now um, and have so little that can be changed by a shift in law. A lot of the things we're dealing with today that are not COVID related, but also COVID related um, are, are things that have that require dramatic systemic shifts in how we how we um, how we run our communities, how we run our state, how how we use our natural resources and our human resources, how we treat each other um, in our communities, and those are not things that are you know, one word tweaks in the in the the statutes or in the constitution, those are things we have to come together and talk in real time about what we want our state to look like now. Um, and that's been hard because it breaks it breaks tradition, it breaks what we what we know as traditional politics. Um, but I am encouraged across the country and in our own state by the number of people willing to step up and say, we need bold and dramatic change to address these issues. We need to think about what, how we've been doing things critically 
um, with an eye to growth and the potential of our communities. Um, and, and we need to not be afraid to criticize ourselves. Um, and I hope that that narrative follows through through the election cycle and that when we all get back to our offices in our re respective sessions, um, that we can continue forcing uh, those narratives and some really dramatic change to make the world a better place for our kids um, and hopefully for us. But mm -hmm. I don't know, I think about what can change in a hundred years. And yeah. <laughs> I definitely like how you mentioned the dramatic change that everyone is willing to do now because before it was just like little baby steps, but now because of everything that's going on that people are willing, like they see now that we need something drastic to happen. Like, you know, politically in the climate, like there's so many things that need to happen, like boom, boom, boom right now. Like, that's awesome that you mentioned that. Yeah, as a, as a leader, it's it's mm -hmm. refreshing to see someone who's so self-reflective mm -hmm. and willing to, you know, admit that they're they're imperfections or I mean, you know, you you see the same things we do. As someone who is a leader in their community and is you know a representative in this democracy, how does it make you feel to see other people just ignoring science and ignoring <laughs> the best practices and not you know like not mm -hmm. looking out for the best of their constituents basically like looking out for other interests and not what's best for the people it's not very bureaucratic of me to say this but i have lost a number of friends because of this issue i can't wrap my head around it anymore you know i used to be able to think about well circumstances are different for that person they grew up with a different narrative but in the age of social media, in the age of um, in the kind of public education that we should all be getting, um, I just can't make excuses for my colleagues and even friends who are not seeing the world as for the flaws that exist in it and how we're not doing ourselves any favors by maintaining the status quo um i think part of it is an is that all of us are overwhelmed right there's a lot of demand on our mental and emotional capacity right now and each of us has a different ability to handle that or maybe willingness to handle that and i think about that in response to trauma right when you see when you when you see people who have trauma, the way that they can experience those emotional loads is different depending on the person. Some people have high capacity and other people have a low capacity. So I, sometimes I think about that and, and how we approach the change uh, that we're suggesting needs to occur or demanding, demanding needs to occur um, and how it lands on certain people's shoulders as is this something that we can do or something we can't but in my opinion right now for leaderships for leader for people who are in leadership positions to ignore the change that needs to happen to create a baseline of equity i i just i can't excuse it i just can't mm. excuse it and i have no i have i have very little tolerance for it 
which is not great when you have by you know bipartisan legislature who I have colleagues I, that I work with across the table regularly, but I just yeah, single it's inexcusable to, though. Some of it, it, it is, it is mm-hmm. inexcusable. And that I think for me, like I have friends who are single issue voters. Well, I had friends, I have friends who are single issue <laughs> voters. I can't tolerate that anymore. Like you can't pick a line and say, this is really the only issue I think matters to me, period. That is so, there's so much privilege weighted on that kind of a statement. I just can't, I just can't. I, I saw someone post about how their life isn't going to change no matter who the president is. And I wanted to be like, well, good for fucking you. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. like hey, your space most, has been taken. <laughs> like, it's the most, like, fucking, like absent-minded, clueless no. thing to say right now. When so what many people's tears, lives man. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't, I know I'm not alone in this, but I wake up in the middle of the night one, like, panicking about some of the most ridiculous stuff right like uh um ordering something online oh my god do you think that was made in a sweatshop i didn't research that um <laughs> <laughs> it probably was cancel though. that like, order it like i but it's i mean those are things that were so easily so easily kind of bypassed in our day-to-day lives that are like they they should have mattered forever and we, I, I don't know, I don't know how we got to the place where we were, we have, we were able to dismiss so much of the inexcusable inequities in the world. I think like thing, like you said, like privilege, you know, us being in America, privilege, like hitting Amazon, you know, it doesn't matter. You just order it. It comes. You don't know exactly where it comes from. It could come from a sweatshop. It probably did come from a sweatshop and it's that privilege that kind of blinded what, you know, like the things that really matter, you know? One of the things that I think is the most important part of what we're seeing socially right now is a coming together of like the brain trust, people with different experiences who can correct that kind of, uh, that, that, privilege that privileged space of i just never thought of that before um and i hope that never dies right like i hope that we always continue to challenge each other in the way that we see the world and experience the world um and i hope that this next gen these the generations that are coming uh and and really kind of being the drivers of these conversations um continue to work towards a society where when that challenge happens, it is met with a willingness to change or adapt or create that resilience of community that keeps us going together. Um, I, I, and I have, yeah, that's, that's what I hope. Well, I know it's been a crazy time for you, mm-hmm, but as you look ahead towards the election and everything that's going to transpire for the next couple of months, uh, what are your thoughts? Like, what do you what do you hope to see? What do you hope doesn't happen? What do you hope happens nationally versus locally? So, 
pie in the sky, like <laughs> best case scenario, right? This, hmm, I almost said Mitch McConnell dies. That would not be great. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would not be not sad be at all. Great for me to say that out loud, but like, okay. So Senate collapses, doesn't do anything until the election. Election happens. Trump tries to do his thing to try and retain power. It is kiboshed at every level from the military to the states to the Congress that that he that he essentially create makes himself like um, public enemy number one gets out of the country that we establish a democratic Senate and Congress and president that we can immediately like January, what is it, 23rd or whatever, start moving on replacing some of these things that have been been so destructive um, in place in the last four years um, at the state level that we get the trife, we maintain the trifecta of Democrats in uh, our representative seats that we've um, pushed the Senate, the state Senate to a uh, two thirds majority Democrat and that we start passing some um, regulation, uh, some laws, sorry, <laughs> some um, bills on restructuring our revenue system so that we can fully fund our schools and we can fully fund Medicaid and that we can fully fund these projects and uh, conservation projects and wildfire projects that we can like really build on what we want Nevada's future to look like and that we can rely on the federal government to offer the kinds of resources that they're able to offer to uplift the states to be able to in, uh, invest in small business and infrastructure to keep our economy going until we can recover from COVID. That is my miracle world. <laughs> I mean, that's not much to ask, is it? No. <laughs> it's not because all it is is get your ass up and go vote. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's very important. <laughs> well, we thank you for taking time out of your obvious busy day. Yes. Uh, to, to spend some time with us and join us again. Before we go, uh, is there one thing you want the voters and the people of the state of Nevada, the United States and citizens and of humanity and earth to know <laughs> as, as we move forward? What is it? Tell us Captain Planet. Tell us what to do. Captain Planet. Right now, it's to vote. Go vote. Every vote counts. Every vote counts this this election. There's no excuse not to do it. We, we have made it um, as, as much as possible, as easy as possible to vote, mm -hmm. go vote. And if you don't know how, ask a friend, go vote. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first, people. Yes. Well, no, Not sorry. First. You didn't hear first. You heard it here again. <laughs> again. And again. And aggressively. And again. Aggressively. Well, thank you again, Sarah. Thanks, you guys. Thank you very much. Oh. I would say I wish you luck in the election, but I don't think you're going to need it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I wish you luck yes. in getting this agenda going mm -hmm. and uh, moving forward with the, in the state and uh, trying to get Nevada on the right track. Yes. Thanks, John. Thanks, Caesar. Yes. Say hi to the fam, the babies, the hubby, Mr. Forearms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what simpler times those were. Yes, exactly. But say, say hi to the fam. And, uh, you know, 
We'll and talk to you again soon. Exactly. All right. We'll do. Thanks, guys. Thank Take you. care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Are you still working seven days a week, Alex? I managed to get Sundays off, but I open and close every day, so it's 12 hours every other day of the week. <laughs> oh, man. That grind. I, I cover for Sunday, so I get my Saturday <laughs> is my one day off uh-huh. a week. Yeah, you're still working your regular job, yeah. right, Kevin? Yeah. Right. And I feel yeah. like I'm in a typical Monday morning sales meeting on on Zoom. We do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm at this desk all day long and then go to the coffee shop yeah. at nights. I think Al- Alex is working a lot, pretty much working for pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Not even for pennies. I'm like losing pennies every day. <laughs> but at least you could have but, a beer and a roof over your head. Yeah, <laughs> the basics. But as I was gonna say, this is good news. Like, we think we're not sure yet, but we think this month September should actually be profitable month. We should actually be in the green when everything's said and done. Oh, that's good. Wow. Potentially, potentially, right, Alex? Well, we technically we made actually made a profit last month for the first time. It was kind of technically didn't. I don't know. <laughs> it was like a weird accounting thing where we actually paid rent technically twice the month before because we paid it early and then kind of late or whatever. But we were like just about breaking even. But mm. technical accounting, we made a profit last month, so we, I celebrated nonetheless. Yeah. Oh, dang, is that a charge? You got nowhere to, is that a charge? Got nowhere to go but. Sorry, street fights. <laughs> you got nowhere to go but up from here, though, right? Like, like you guys just started mm-hmm. events recently again, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, the the painting night and some other things. Yeah, we kind of switch what we're doing for now. Um, so it's like a lot more kind of spread out tabletop events. We do like Friday night magic tournaments. You should come to that, Sean. Um, <laughs> and then we do like uh, game nights where people can just kind of sit at a table with their own party and play games. Uh, stand-up comedy because everything's still spread out. You just have one person on the stage. A lot of the comedians also will wear a mask the whole time that they're doing comedy. So we're trying to see kind of what events we can do that are still compliant. But no live music, no parties, no storytelling or poetry. But hopefully we'll get back to that soon. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yeah, I miss. Mm. I miss just like we were talking earlier. I just miss hanging out with people in yeah. a place. <laughs> yeah, together instead of the interwebs. But yeah. I'm, I'm happy you guys are complying with uh, things, unlike a lot of other people. You know, wilding out. I mean. I would like not to be, but I mean, <laughs> we yeah, are. For, We're doing everything we can. You're a decent for human, a while there. Decent human yeah. beings. Uh, for a while, Facebook was flagging like any event we tried to post. We tried to just post like, "Hey, comedy night," and like a big flag Facebook would show up on, or you know, we can't promote events or anything. Mm-hmm. So, but then once to... we had one of those flags, it was everything they flagged. Like one just yeah. said, like we have a new drink, come try a new drink. And it was like flag from Facebook. Like that's illegal. Skynet fucking up. Skynet showing the flex. in the matrix. (laughs) Yeah. Even Sky, even COVID's even got Skynet not working properly. Skynet is shook. Thank you. If you didn't know, Alex is actually at work right now still too. Yeah. (laughs) Good good thing he's the boss and he could work on the clock and talk to us. (laughs) That's right. No, it worked out well. I was supposed to be off at three, so this is perfect. Oh, fan- oh nice. Fantastic. You got yourself a post a post work beer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Post work beverage? This is a flavored water. <laughs> With carbonation. Carbonated. <laughs> Energy drink. How how has uh everything gone with like the actual product with the coffee and the beer, the wine? 
like the food and area how's that been yeah the gift basket. Uh, a lot of this the coffee's actually gotten a lot better um we just you know with more experience we keep you know we find out what works we kind of do more of that we stop doing things that haven't worked well or we just take things off the menu that don't sell um and we're getting more used to just like what works how the machines kind of you know how they operate what kind of little nuances they have in them um so the coffee's been great uh the beer and wine's been awesome it's the same thing we're kind of getting in stuff um trying as much local as possible but we're always kind of seeing what does well what people like and then getting rid of what they don't uh the one funny thing is food um that's quite a story we just got a <laughs> we just got a one day heads up from brown's bakery that they were going to stop giving us food that we order every day for five weeks damn um, because they're trying to get like a USDA certification to sell it in grocery stores and do more wholesale stuff. But I guess when they do that process, they can't sell it until it's like approved. So I'm like, okay, I understand that. But like, there's like, here's some replacement items. Hmm. But like <laughs> to replace like our breakfast sandwich was like a vegan wrap and like things that like just didn't <laughs> Replace. translate yeah <laughs> it was like a one day heads up if you would give me a week i could like put something together we could have still ordered for the week and like so yeah up. this weekend mm-hmm. yeah i'll be here all day and tomorrow my one day off trying to redo the menu, menu yeah. and figure it out and this is after like a month or two ago they stopped doing donuts as well so we had found a different donut supplier so now we're getting everything from holy smith okay and so that was a good partnership yeah. that I I heard, I saw that, yes. and they have better donuts anyway. No offense oh, yeah. to Rounds. I love Rounds food, but they can't compete with Holy Smith's donuts. Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking yeah, this about this for a while. The donuts are always weird there. Yeah. They always seem to have a hard time making them for some reason, and they, yeah, it was like three months, and they kept saying, oh, we'll have them next week, and there was like months of that. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. Important question. What about the coffee cake? What about the coffee? The coffee, coffee cake. cake. <laughs> oh, I know. That's the one thing I'm going to miss the most. Yeah. yeah. No coffee cake. <laughs> the coffee cake's but fantastic. I know. It really was. <laughs> yeah. That's it my jam. Top-notch coffee cake. I'm yeah. Going back to the coffee in general, though, Caesar, you're asking some lady or a girl today said our pumpkin spice latte is 10 times better than Starbucks. And she actually <laughs> came back for a second. She ordered, ordered one and was doing homework and came back and got a second one because oh, it was so good. That's fantastic. Pumpkins, yeah, yeah it's nice getting we get compliments like that all the time i got people who come in and mm-hmm. she's like yeah like i live in sparks but i think you guys have the best coffee i've had here so i i drive all the way here on the weekends when i can mm-hmm. uh, we yeah. get people that's awesome I don't know. yeah we get a lot of really great feedback uh, yeah no like my that... my lady she loves starbucks but if i'm going to coffee and comics she'd rather have that you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Pumpkin spice latte better than Starbucks. You need to put that like on an ad. Yes. Put it on a Facebook ad Custom- and hopefully it won't get flagged. It'll get flagged. That's Customer not testimonial. Sure. Customer I'll, testimonial right there. I'll, I'll put it on my IG today. <laughs> no, it's fun. We just made a new drink today. Um, Ooh, what is it? Tell me. Okay, this is like brand new. I mean, it's like five minutes old. And so yeah, I don't even know what this finalized. is. So we got the new hotness yeah, exclusive. The new new hotness just for this show. Like, drop it. <laughs> it um, better be called up in the mix. 
Oh, uh, well, I don't know. So <laughs> we, we actually thought of the name before the drink, and it's called the Gothy Coffee. And it's made by our really gothic barista. And it's like, it's awesome. It's like a caramel macchiato, but with cold brew. And it's, so it's a vanilla, cream, cold brew on top instead of the actual espresso. Mm-hmm. And then mocha drizzle and dark, like black uh, sprinkles. Oh, dang. Yeah. Gothy coffee. The gothy coffee. <laughs> gothy coffee, nice. You heard it here you first. Guys know, you, guys know your, you guys know your audience. You guys yeah. are really getting dialed in. You can go dance in. under the bridge, and you can start, like, you know, circle pit or whatever the kids do. <laughs> but make sure you're still six feet apart. Six feet apart. Six feet mm-hmm. apart. Because you, you can't go to a rave yet. <laughs> One of our other new fraps that I don't know if you even tried, Sean, that I, I'm proud that I came up with is a fruity, fruity pebbles frap. Ooh. I'm gonna have to try that because the other one's kind of too. I mean, it, it's good, but like it's like a, a shake, and I'm not always in the mood for a dessert shake. So maybe that's a little, a little less. It's the same. It's a dessert <laughs> shake. The fruity gonna... pebbles frap Kevin made was awesome. It's it's like liquid, like yeah, it's fruity pebble fruity basically. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, who doesn't like fruity pebbles? They're delicious. Exactly. Exactly. And mm-hmm. now we got fruity pebble donuts, a fruity pebble shake, and fruity pebble cereal. You can have. You can have all like. If you're a fruity pebble lover like me, have all three of your bases right. covered. I, I was gonna come by the other morning for before work, but I didn't get up early enough. <laughs> but like fall break, I'm like, I'm definitely gonna have to go into coffee and comics a couple of times and try out the holy schmidt donuts. Mm-hmm. I had one today finally. I had the the M M&M and M donut. M and M's good. I felt bad. They don't because Holy Schmidt's is obviously going through their whole deal and they're not baking on Mondays and Tuesdays. Um, they're reducing their hours, so we don't get their donuts on Mondays and Tuesdays. And Kevin comes in every Tuesday for comedy to help. And he's all mad. He's like, "Damn it! I want a donut. And this is the one day that they don't have donuts." Yeah. So today wh- I was like, "I'm fucking eating a donut." Just, right, wh- just wailing his fist in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn Tuesdays. Yeah. I'll have to tell Samantha that the pumpkin spice latte is delicious there. Yeah. It is good. And then we usually do a little whipped cream and nutmeg on top. Out of my realm. That's out of my realm of knowledge. Yeah. And, and, ex- and then lately, we've been putting food <laughs> the coloring ladies, in all the, the whipped creams. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. all look all crazy colored. That was they a good cool. idea. Food coloring in the whipped cream so we can have, you know, like, orange whipped cream or blue or, yeah. Especially now that fall's here, you could do all kinds of, like, you know, the dark yellow, the oranges, the browns, and, like, make it more fall festive. Yeah. Bottom. Mm-hmm. Bottom is upon us. <laughs> <Yes>. Bottom. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> is that yeah. a thing? Autumn's a part yeah, what, what is Thotum? I'm going to send you guys the video that explains what Thotum is. Like, yeah. Do I need to Google this right now? Sounds over my head. I don't know what happened. You're there's, in a, the guy, there's a guy that makes these ridiculous comedy videos, and yeah, he 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 definitely explains what Thotum is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I just read Anything the urban dictionaries of that of Thotum. Oh, here we go, stat man. What's the urban dictionary yeah. of Thotum? Yes. A, a continuation of Hot Girl Summer. We didn't have a Hot Girl Summer, but Thotum is about to see us get Prager's girl. <laughs> Good job, stat man. Like, let's boom. I'm still doing my job. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Sometimes you got a little too you got a little too lost in the sauce to do your job. Sometimes. Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> I still, 
That the, the wine the drink like a white oh, girl is God. still one of our most popular episodes. Yeah. Jesus. I tried to like end that so many times like, and I everyone, can't talk anymore. Everyone looked at him and were like, no. Nah. <laughs> like we're in the middle of the interview and Kevin's like, All right guys, we'll, we'll see you next week. And we're like, <laughs> No. I'm like two bottles deep and like hung over from the night before too and I'm yeah. like, oh. and it was I hot outside, even... you know, like yeah. like I understand, but sometimes, you know, you gotta you gotta do it for the Press love of on. the game. Like yeah. Kevin Ke- well the thing is Kevin and Caesar weren't tasting the wines, they were no. drinking all the wines. Because I love like <laughs> I was just tasting me and Michael were just tasting them. <laughs> Kevin and Caesar were drinking every every single one. I love the Chardonnay all day. That's that's my jam. Chardonnay and rose. So <laughs> You know, if we got a bunch of Chardonnay. You just didn't want it to go to waste. You know, they're right. just, yeah. My body processes a lot better than the dirt. Do you guys miss <laughs> the Honeycomb Hideout? I We're do. all officially gone. The Honeycomb Hideout is no more, for those of you who don't know. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. some good times there. A good time, a good, a good era. I feel like we've only lived there two years, but it felt like much longer. <laughs> Yeah, there were so many Friendsgivings there. Like everyone, like it was in the center of town. So I people, thought it was like, two years. No, it was two years with us, and then a year with Alex. So was it three years? I think it was three. Yeah, I think years. it was three. Yeah. Three okay, years. that makes way more sense. Yeah, because I was there for two <laughs> years. I was like, it seems longer than two years too. Yeah, because we went through one. Re- I went mm-hmm. through at least one renewal. Yeah. Right. Stat okay. man coming in with the stats. <laughs> there you go. I, that, that, yeah, I was confused. No wonder I was wrong. I was like. <laughs> It didn't feel like two years. It felt like three. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, you're doing a better job now than when you were on the show. <laughs> well, Kevin, are you, you're still doing day trading, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. How, how's that new how's bicycle? That yeah. Got a oh, new yeah. That's a new how's golf. that new bicycle? I've been got trying to. Bicycle, I've been trying new, to... new golf clubs as well. What? How's, yeah. how's the mountain biking going? Have you gone That's... with Braden at all? I haven't. No, I told him to call. I guess he goes every Friday, but he forgets to let me know when he's going. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't go every Friday. He did, I don't think yeah. he goes every Friday. I yeah. was going a lot, uh, and then once all the smoke rolled in, none of nobody's gone, really. I don't really want to go outside exercising. And I no, it's barely, fucking terrible. No, I it's, can't breathe already. Yeah, it's tough because like, me and my brother go on some bike rides on the weekends, like big boy bikes, and it's miserable when it's smoky. We just We pretty much just get coffee. <laughs> Yeah, but we went. Uh, I went golfing yesterday with the new golf clubs Ooh. with my dad out instead. Oh, nice! Good. How yeah. how was it? How's the how's the golf? Is it uh, how are the greens? Are they good? Because like, sometimes yeah. like you think about like Wild Creek, <laughs> it's just like it's not really good to golf on because everything, <laughs> everything's like dead. So I kind of. <laughs> The reason why it used to be nine bucks around. Yeah, <laughs> it's because you're golfing on dirt yeah. in the dunes. Right. No, Stead, Stead's good. They keep it up. Keep it. I think the only rule that's changed with COVID is you just have to get your own cart, or you can share a cart if you're with someone you live with. Oh dang. Okay. Um, but just so if you're with a fourth team and everyone's got their own cart, it's actually mm. more fun that way. I like. <laughs> of course it, it is. It goes yeah. a little bit more. Of course faster. it is. So you don't have to drive to the other person's ball. It's actually a little bit easier. So that's the only. And then they don't let you take the the flag out of the fucking hole that's kind of weird now i mean it made sense at the beginning but now it doesn't really make any sense i thought they had those sweet surfboard things out there yeah i haven't seen those they don't have those available but with the pole in oh, there you happened. could use it as a backboard i was gonna say that but think about yeah that. having the, the having the flag and is almost like it's a, a bonus because mm-hmm. yeah it yeah. helps 
you can hit the ball harder and if it just hits the the flag you're good yeah yeah mm-hmm. but so i don't know why they're keeping that rule in place because i'm not really worried from getting covid by like touching stuff anymore it's really just being a, you know yeah, the, exactly yeah you know we know more information about it you're going to get it from you know being in the same airspace as somebody so yeah. they could take away that rule but back to today's topic science <laughs> <laughs> and it's real and it, it's it's based on facts Speaking of science, I got another thing real quick. Another game that I've been starting to play that I think you'd love. I've been playing a Kerbal Space Program. Have What's guys... it called? Kerbal Space Program. Kerbal Space Program? You haven't yeah. heard of that, Sean? It's all no the one's... No one's heard of this game? <laughs> no, no one's heard of this game. I haven't, Kevin. Is it, a board... Is it a board game, Kevin? No, it's a PC game. Computer game. <laughs> um... I think you yeah. overestimate our knowledge. <laughs> I guess I've I've seen it on Reddit for years. People always post like Reddit. It's like a like a science or um, an astronaut like play playground where you get to build spaceships and try to launch it out of the Earth's orbit. Got to get in orbit and then go to the moon or go to planets. But it follows all the same physics of real life. So you have to like actually plan out your missions and like build your spacecraft and stuff. And it's nice. a very addicting Oof. game. And it's awesome. <laughs> I don't worry. I've been yeah. playing super nerdy addicting <laughs> games. I've been playing yeah. this game Stellaris, where you like it's you try and fucking take over the galaxy from your one little star and expand your star empire. So uh, yeah, I, I'm so down with cool. the nerdiness. Yeah. yeah, I just landed on the moon yesterday. I got enough like <laughs> science to get all my <laughs> spacecraft and like a lander rove and got enough fuel and landed on the moon. Do you have to calculate? Do you have to calculate the math too, or just the computer no, doesn't. I mean, some of it, yeah, but the computer does a lot of some of it, the most yeah. of it. But yeah, I still do a little bit of it. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You dress up like the trailer park boys. <laughs> <laughs> Have the drink in your hand. Mission control. Yeah. Mission control, ready to go. But I think you'd love it. I've been wanting to tell you about it for a little bit. I've had it for like two weeks, and I've just been playing it like nonstop. Nice. You gotta wait for Harry Potter to come out on the new oh, yeah. Xbox uh, and PlayStation. Yeah, are you guys gonna get a new system? Yeah, I wasn't until I heard Harry Potter RPG is coming out. That sounds so yeah. fun. Tell about it. Tell us about that. I remember you mentioning it, but tell me about it. It's, it's an RPG. Like it's, I yes, love RPGs. It's, it's an open world RPG like at Hogwarts, but you can just roam around like the whole area and like get into trouble mm. and you gotta like learn spells and you fight people and there's like a loose storyline and a boss you go after, but you like customize your wizard. I'm sure you can get like different wands and you can battle people oh it's, it's, sweet. It, it's like zelda but harry potter it's like skyrim but harry potter <laughs> nice skyrim. a game i couldn't get into and i've never <laughs> yeah. and i i know nothing about harry potter either i i've seen like the first two movies that's it <laughs> oh, is it kind of, it's like kind of like grand theft auto in a way too right How yeah, the open yeah. World. it's like grand theft auto but like a harry potter skin on it mm-hmm. nice Nice. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get a PS5. We got we all gotta get PS5s this time. No Xbox. Yeah, I think I'm over the. They Xbox changed the too. controller, so maybe the PlayStation controller yeah. always sucked. That is in true. My, in my opinion, I do like I do like the Xbox controllers better, but I feel like there's ways around that. P, PS5. Mike has a PS5 now, and there's just better games. He already got it. No, he has a PS4. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he bought a PS4. <laughs> And played a bunch of like Spider Man. The Spider Man game's awesome. Like we can't play that because that's only on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I got a PlayStation does have the better exclusives. He gave me his 
old PS4, so I got um, Last of Us. I heard that game's part. crazy good. Yeah, that was awesome. It was too short, though, I figured. Like, I beat it in, like, way shorter than I thought. So now I gotta play the second one. Like, a, like I do, a week. I do. I've been using the Xbox Game Pass a lot because there's tons of games on there. Do you see the update for the new Xbox? Yeah. It's yeah. like every, they show all the stuff you can play, or was it PlayStation or Xbox? Where they had like tons of good games. Yeah, I think that's that's their Xbox. They're both gonna do all like all digital, like a subscription thing in the future i think because that's why they think, have the the low price point for the one without a hard drive yeah well, i think exactly. it was playstations if you get the playstation play pass but it had like like all the god of wars and like like all these like huge like top like high-end games they're all free when you had the play pass hmm. yeah that's the future of gaming it'll be fun yeah like, like a, a rental mod business model or it, it'd or, be or like a pass it's like gonna be Music. like the pass yeah, it'd be like the streaming thing. Like if you subscribe to their service, you get all these games for, for free. Like all the yeah, games that have I'd... been exclusively for them, you get them for free. You'll still pay for the new games when they come out, and then when it's old, they'll put it in yeah. there, and then you pay monthly. For like it. I, I bought last week, and I got Tony Hawk One and Two on on Xbox. <laughs> How is that, classic. dude? It's <laughs> uh, it's completely remastered, so all the levels are the same, but they're updated with like modern graphics and nice. Like, and uh, like the soundtrack is awesome. They have is like a bunch the, of Sublime still. It's, yeah, it's the original soundtrack. That's all I remember. Yeah, Sublime yeah. everywhere. <laughs> they need to come out with a new Tony Hawk for like a PS5 Tony Hawk. Oh, man, I think I think they that. are. There's a lot of like speculation on it because there's a lot of like uh, interviews about the oh Tony Hawk. So I think it's it's probably in the works just very secretly. Yeah, you should check out the Vista though, Kevin. It, it's it took it's taken me a while to get back the timing and everything. But right. after like playing for a couple of days, it's it's just as much fun as it was, and it's, it looks still it looks manual it sounds in between better. everything to keep your combos going. Yeah, you fucking know it, bro. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't do that on you couldn't do that on one and two, right? No, two was the first one you could do that. For. Yeah, you on could the do it one on, you could you mm. can do it on one now. So that's cool. Yeah, all I need is a rail, bro. A couple <laughs> rails, and I'm just manually kick flipping, <laughs> manually kick flipping, grinding <laughs> like yeah, endless fucking combos. <laughs> What, so what's funny in the in the BMX world, like in real life, that's what's happening. They're doing grinds to manuals, grinds to manuals, and like keep the lines longer. It's crazy. Like it's happening in real life. Tony Hawk did it first twenty years <laughs> right? ago. Yeah, they're a little behind. I thought it'd be sooner than that. <laughs> but you know, you you got to think about real life situations. <laughs> like crashing, yeah, next week. Mm-hmm. And like your balance and people's abilities <laughs> yeah yeah well uh thanks for for joining us guys it's yeah. always a pleasure and nerdy now thanks for having us mm -hmm. yeah there's gonna be a future nerd episode that's been plotting since the beginning of this show and i thought definitely thought of you guys when we were talking about it earlier <laughs> mm -hmm. it's like yeah we'll yeah. have to have them on because they love to fucking nerd out on yeah please i'd love to we get the best mm -hmm. conversations here well yeah we talk about the stupidest <laughs> stuff and we argue on the yeah. dumbest things like whether yeah. uh yeah whether Star Wars is good or not? Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're going to have to separate it. Be like, we're going to do like a Marvel DC nerd panel. Then we're going to have to do like a Star Wars separate one and a gaming one, another one. We might just branch off yeah. to a second podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down with that. You let me know. Yes. Well, uh, make sure everyone checks out Coffee and Comics located at? 
940 West Moana, Suite 105, next to Palace de Jade and Delhi Town. Mm-hmm. There you go. And uh, yeah. what about on social can, uh, media? Check out their social media. Coffee yeah, if you want to come for a laugh. Instagram. We're having comedy night every Tuesday night, so I think it's good for people to get out and get a laugh right now. And you know, it's still social distance, so it is safe. So if you're looking for a good event to come to, I think that's the best one that we're, we've been doing lately. Thanks. Yeah. Well, until we uh, talk again, I'm sure maybe I'll see you guys on on uh, on Xbox or uh, the interwebs or on yeah something else. <laughs> but until then, good luck, Alex. Mm-hmm. Don't work so hard. Take some days off. Yeah. And I'll make sure to take all your guys' money in fantasy football, just like I did last <laughs> year. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having yeah. us, guys. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah. See you guys. Bye. This is Michael O'Shea, a.k.a. the king of the two-day holiday. Pick this up from the boys, a.k.a. the passport killer. And I was just up in the mix, raw and uncut. Catch any of their witty banter on all your social media distractions, except the Twitter. I mean Twitter. Peace. Peace.